What up, what up, what up, what up? I'm back. I had the flu uh, bug for a day. I think it was food poisoning. It wasn't sick. I didn't get sick. I just had a food poisoning situation. Uh, I was shaking like a hoe in church, boy. I tell you, I was shaking, had the chills. Um, boy, it was rough, 24 hours. But work hard, play hard. Had to get back after it yesterday. Get out in the sunny uh, sun of Southern California. Planted me a tree. Landscaped a little bit. The backyard. Had to get out in the sun. Get a little, uh, you know, vitamin uh, D. And uh, that's what she said. So we did that. And uh, it's a great day to have a great fucking day. Back for work boot Wednesday. All that is more brought to you by betonline.ag. Use the promo code BELIEVE, B-L-E-A-V. Get you 50% off today. Head on over there. Use the promo code BELIEVE, B-L-E-A-V. Betonline.ag, where the game starts. NBA playoffs right around the corner. NHL playoffs right around the corner. Major League Baseball getting ready to rear up. They got the new pitch clock count oh my god it's horrible it's gonna get people hit in the head every single time we're gonna talk about that today uh can't wait to get after it make sure you head on over to candidatescbd.com use the promo code coach jb candidates they got a bunch of new white widow this is a fire one right here white widow the cleanest way to dip right here candidatescbd.com use the promo code coach jb all caps and get you 20% off plus free shipping. Plus, I'm in for an award every time you guys get one of those. So make sure you use the promo code COACHJB, all caps. Candidates, CBD.com. Um, oh, man. Um, lots to discuss today. Can't wait to get after it. Uh, first of all, let's get you started with the quote of the day. As always, uh, there's so much going on. Rumors are carried by haters, spread by fools, and accepted by idiots. Coach JB. That is a quote for the real ones out there. Rumors are carried by haters, spread by fools, and accepted by idiots. That is just some real talk banter. If you don't know that, then you are fucking really, really misinformed in life. Because you know damn well every time you got a rumor... It was carried by some fucking hater, especially your homeboy, man, shit, or your homegirl. Damn, Lucy, you know, um, you know, Bree supposedly, uh, and you're like, my homegirl? And then they're like, yeah. And then you're like, damn, who, why are you, did you say that? Because he's a hater. He's carrying a rumor. So it's spread by fools and, and fucking accepted by every idiot in the book. And I know Lucy would never accept it because she's a real one, but I'm just using it for example. That is what happens every fucking day. This is who does this shit. Contrary to belief, brought to you by CandidateCBD.com. Uh, choose to live by choice, not chance. Be motivated, not manipulated. Be useful, not used. Make changes, not excuses. Excel, not compete. Have self-esteem, not self-pity. Listen to your inner voice. Not the random opinions of others. Just let that sink in. Um, got a very, very interesting uh, poll question for you today. Um, got a very, very interesting poll question. And I thought you guys would enjoy it. Because I, 
I know that I know it's going to be an interesting, uh, some interesting feedback on this. Poll question: Would you snitch or go to jail? Would you snitch or go to jail? I want to hear that one. I want to know if you'd snitch or go to jail. That's the poll question. That's the poll question. And uh, I want to know if you'd snitch or go to jail. Because we're in a, a generation of snitchers. I'm just telling you right now. There are some snitching motherfuckers out here, boy. I tell you right now. There's so much snitching going on. Look at that. Gil Marino's like, how much time am I doing? Uh, good citizen. That's very subjective. See, all you guys have all these fucking excuses now. Look, somebody just said snitch. The the world has changed, boy. I'll tell you. I'm going to be real. The world has the really has changed. I'm, just be, I'm being honest. Lucy said that's a tough one. See it? Marcellus Wiley said he'd snitch. <laughs> Marcella's better than me. I couldn't do it. Snitches get ditches where I'm from, where Marcellus is from too. He know better. I gotta hear what Marcellus. Marcellus said he'd snitch for some reason. I know. I know Marcellus. He talk everything he talks about is very uh, thoughtful. He started out very, very calculated. He's a very, very calculated individual. So uh, I'm. I would be curious to see how he said it. Um, but you know. Yeah, I, I don't, I couldn't snitch. Um, couldn't snitch. Now, if it's a straight up, this ain't snitching. See, let's be clear. It ain't snitching, though. If somebody accused you of doing something that you weren't even involved in and you're not even around and you don't even know the motherfucker, that ain't no snitching. This is what we, let's, be, let's be clear. That ain't snitching. So let's be honest. We understand the difference, right? Um there's a difference between snitching. Snitching is your homeboy, your partner you grew up with, and uh, and 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 something went down, and you snitch on him or her. That's snitching, motherfucker. I don't know. That's not snitching. Just so we're clear. Um. So, you know, it is what it is. Uh. Lots to discuss today. Jeff Nadu, big man on campus on Twitter, if you know who that is. Barstool, college basketball betting extraordinaire. Very, very uh, active on Twitter. If you follow him, big man on campus. Um, good dude. He's going to be on the show today uh, in the first hour, actually. Here in about 20 minutes, actually, he'll be on the show in about 20 minutes. Uh, can't wait to talk to him. Matt McChesney will join us. Uh, Chase Sr. is going to join us. Um Next Monday, we got a loaded show, by the way. After Zach gets off, Jack McGuire from Barstool. Um, if you follow Jack McGuire, he'll be on the show next Monday. Um, Terrence McKinney, MMA uh, fighter, will be on. Um, Steve Kim's back on tomorrow. Uh, we're going to break down some more NFL talk. I'll be on Jason Whitlock later on today to discuss Lamar Jackson. Um, and... Uh, and everyone feeling sorry for him, apparently. Let me let me tell you something. I don't feel sorry for Lamar Jackson one fucking bit. And I can say it now. I can't cuss on his show, but I, I'm saying it now. 
shit. I don't feel sorry for him one fucking bit. Get the fuck out of here. That shit is crazy to me. So listen, let's get to this thing. We're we're as unhealthy as we've ever been, and, and I found out why, all right? I have found out why we are as unhealthy as we've ever been. And um, and I'm talking globally, all right? Globally, we're as unhealthy as we have ever been, all right? And what do you mean, coach? Like, obesity-wise, we're as obese as we've ever been. We are just fat, sloppy, fucking horrible, horrible. We took PE out of education. We took physical education out of education. When we stopped demanding that they dress out in PE, and then when Tom and Jerry became friends, that is the two biggest fuck-ups we've ever had. Tom and Jerry became friends. We softened up. You don't need to dress anymore in PE class. We softened up. And then we just say, fuck it. We'll take out the minimum hour requirements for PE and education. And you wonder why? There's why. That is the health world leaders in health. And those are, look at America's. She's a fucking, what is that? A made up human? Belgium. Wow. She's a picture of fucking health. Canada. Yeah, you look like you've worked out a shit ton. Britain. Yeah. Fuck. How many fucking, how many laps you run a day, fucking Britain? I mean, this is who runs the fucking world's health. This is who it is, just so we're clear. This is the world leaders in health. This is the directors and the world leaders in health, summed up in one fucking picture, okay? Just so we're clear. This is it right here. So... The American one, the one I believe is a made-up human, has got to be, got to be a fucking made-up human. Uh, the Belgium one, yeah, she looks like she can get, like, I can see her walking in to speak to the fucking world about health. Like, <gasps> you could, <gasps> like, I bet, can you breathe? Can you even fucking breathe? I, I, I mean, this, is this shallow howl around this motherfucker? We have a bunch of shallow howls as the world leader in health. <laughs> and you wonder why we're fucked up. I mean, you got to be shitting me. You can't, like, there's real shit. Like, perception is reality. When you coach football and you got Charlie Weiss coaching you or, or, or Coach Mangino back in the day who weighs 500 pounds and he can't even breathe. And do you understand there is a real... Cats look to you, coaches and players and the outside perception, right? They look at you and say, all right, how how serious can I take this motherfucker? How serious can I take coach? Because he'll have a heart attack yelling at me after after a while. How serious can I take this cat? Um, <laughs> I'm just being honest, dog. Uh, that's very interesting. Very interesting. Um, Russell Westbrook continues to be a bitch-made cat. Uh, and the NBA is even big, bigger bitch made cats. I got, I got to be honest with you. Um, he had an entire front row removed because they told him to shoot. They were telling him to shoot. 
Look at how much of a bitch he looks like, dog. He looks like the biggest bitch I've ever seen, dog. Like, he looks like a bitch. I got to be honest, dog. He don't represent L.A. very well. I'm just going to be real with you. He does not represent L.A. very well at all. But I got to be real with you. The NBA is full of bitch-made cats. And Draymond Green is the epitome of it. He just quits on the play. Look at Draymond Green. Put his hands up right here. He don't get the ball and just quit on the play. Look at this shit. How about that shit, dog? I mean, that that shit is unbelievable. Like, he would have been cut that night. I would have cut Draymond Green that night. I fucking guarantee you. I would have cut Draymond Green that night. And, you know, um, I would have cut his ass that night. And there would have been no discussion. There would have been no discussion. You would have been cut. You jeopardized my entire coaching. Uh, what I stand for. You grew if I'm Steve Kerr, you jeopardize what I stand for, what I preach. You are the epitome of a bitch-made cat. You have... You are just completely fucking a bitch. And I'm just like, dog. He must be from the Valley. Shit. Must be. I would have got rid of him after he knocked out what's-his-name or socked what's-his-name. But, you know... It is what it is. Um, yeah, I would I would have socked. I would have fucking got rid of Draymond Green. So you got Russell Westbrook ordering cats to get out. You're ordering fans, dog. When when and then you got Draymond Green who just quits on the play, who just because he don't get the ball right here, he quits on the entire play. Like you got to be shitting me. Like what do you tell your teammates right there? And I wouldn't give him the ball again. I would run back down there and do the same thing, and I wouldn't give him the motherfucker the ball again. I'd make sure that motherfucker. Um, man, it, it, shit is unbelievable, dog. I, I just don't understand it. Um, I heard about the Joe Mixon thing. I don't know what's true or not. They raided his house. I haven't heard anything factual yet. I know they raided his house and all that other shit. What? Uh, has come through to that. I have no idea. I haven't heard that whole story yet. Um, I haven't heard that yet. So I'm going to, you know, reserve judgment until I hear. But am I surprised? Is it unbelievable? Let me ask you this. Is it unbelievable, JB? No. No, it's actually believable. It is actually believable. So, um, I don't know, dog. I don't know. These these cats, these these cats want to be gangsters and make millions of dollars. It, it blows my mind. See, we had a cat back in the day. Let me give you a history lesson. We had a cat back in the day. Um, we've had a few. Ray Carruth, you guys know, remember that name probably. Um, but we've had a few of these cats growing up, okay? I grew up with a few of them. Um, a few of them were real ones, but there was a few ones, a few that were just... Here's a real one. 
There was a man that played at UCLA, played in the NFL for the Rams, and he tried to bribe a judge. And in the NFL, he wasn't making as much money as he was slinging rocks in the street. So this guy is a full-time starting NFL corner and one of the biggest dope dealers in L.A. (laughs) He starts for the Rams. Now, this is in the late 80s, early 90s, and his name was Daryl Henley. And he bribed a judge, and the judge was not on the payroll, and he ended up getting, I think, two life sentences or some shit like that. I don't know. He's still in jail. I'm pretty sure Daryl Henley's still in jail. But he's been in jail his entire life. Um, You had the Ray Carew situation. You had the Daryl Henley situation. You've had Lawrence Phillips situation, who I played with. You've had a lot of these cats out here who... Daryl Henley was obviously pretty uh, a real one. He was not fucking around. He was really slinging dope at a real high level as he played in the NFL. And he's like, shit, I'm not making as much money playing in the NFL. <laughs> so I'm going to go bribe this judge so I don't get no time. And the judge turned him in. And this, this motherfucker really went to the back and tried to pay off a judge like a million dollars or something in 88, 89. 90. I forgot what year it was. But Jim Morrison in uh, Manhattan Beach. You see the Hustle Cup? Yes, sir. You got to have it. Got to have it. Um, Yeah, Mixon and Kamara might be out of the league next year. They may not play. Your two top fantasy draft running backs may not be playing next year. Just starting to throw you out there. Just throwing that out there with you. All right, so I got to break this down. Um, I want to let you know that I talk about how soft we are all the time in America. I talk about how soft we are all the time. And I talk about the kids being soft and how disrespectful we are. But then I break down and I told you, I said, man, I'm not really true. I'm not tripping off going to war with someone else because I used to talk about like our front line got to be a bunch of made up humans, right? Our front line soldiers got to be the softest bitch made motherfuckers in the world, right? But then I, I told you my brother's in the Air Force and I was like, he was like, JB, I know I, you, you talk about how soft we are and all this. I just want to give you a little information. So is China. So is Russia. So is England. So is everyone else. They're all the same TikTok generation kids. And I thought about it. I'm like, damn, really? And then everyone's like, nah, we're not that fucked up over in Europe, JB. Don't let, it, don't let them fool you. Then I started doing some research. And I was like, let me, let me see. Is this real or not? So I found one video. And this is over in Europe. Sorry, is it? 
Well, that ain't in America, so you know. And I started doing research. I started doing some more research. And then I started doing some more research. Free J money. Now, I don't know what that motherfucker was saying, but it sure sounds like the N-word to me with an A on it, like he's a brother, like he think he's a black a wigger. We already know what he is. So this motherfucker, is he saying the N-word? I don't know if he's saying the N-word, but I'm going to tell you, you know damn well our rap. the Free J Money. Oh, I'm be honest. I just want to see. I want to be the cat in the. I want to be there. I want to be the person that they do this to. I want to be the guy that the kid tries to hit. I want to be that older guy who was saying, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. And this kid continues to try to hit him and kick him. By the way, that's not in America, dog. Just throwing that out there. Just throwing it out there. Um, not in America. So I just want to throw that out there. Here's another bit. This is all that we see this in this day and age. You see nothing but fucked up videos. There ain't no father, dog. You know, who knows? I, I bet you that kid has both parents. I bet you money that this kid has a mother and a father. Take the wolf cut. Free J money. I guarantee you that kid has both parents. Guarantee you he has both parents. Guarantee you he has both parents. But we're going to say the single father, the single mother. Man, fuck that. That kid knows from right and wrong. He's a following little bitch. I just want to see... I want to see that kid come up to me walking down the street. That's what the video is going to be that you want to see. <laughs> I'm just telling you. Now, a man, men in public, please understand something. I want you all to listen. All the men in here, I want to, I want you to listen. You got to protect the women at all costs. If we're out in public and you see a bitch-made cat try to beat up a woman, stop filming it with your fucking phones like a bitch yourself and Beat the fuck out of the dude who's trying to put his hands on a woman, please. Because it's someone's daughter, mother, sister, girlfriend. Do something that's 
a man would do for once and not stand there and film it like a pussy little boy. Can we start doing this? So I just want to show you this video. A man in a train was trying to beat up a woman, and this is what should happen from here on out. If a man tries to put hands on a woman, this is what should happen. Again, not America, by the way. Not in America, by the way. So I just want to be cool. I just want to be clear. We're not the only fucked up country right now. I just want to be clear. We're not the only fucked up country. Okay? So it, 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 my brother was right when he told me. We're not the only fucked up country. So I just want to be clear. He was right. <laughs> it's fucked up world. We're in a fucked up world. It's not just the country of America. It's not just the fucking country of America. We are in a fucked up world, okay? Um, we're as unhealthy as ever. Let me ask you guys something real fast. Since half of you motherfuckers are snitches in here. Um, and you won't. <laughs> Motherfucker, a lot of you didn't even think. Snitch. Snitch or go to jail? Poll question. Snitch. God damn, the world has changed. I wish you I could have asked that poll question 20 years ago, and it would have been 100% go to jail. Now, it's 90% snitch. Oh, that's just crazy. That's just crazy. Uh, I'll be on Whitlock later on today to discuss Lamar Jackson. This show is action-packed. We're going to break down. Matt McChesney will join me. Chase Sr. is going to join me later on. Um we're going to break that down. <clears throat> Jeff Nadu, Barstool Sports, big man on campus. Um, he's going to be joining me here in a couple minutes. We're going to get into uh, <clears throat> quite a few things. But <clears throat> the NFL marketplace is uh, it's on fire right now between the quarterbacks, between the trade, the deadlines, the tagging, the free agency market. Um, Chase Sr., I can't wait to dive into all that. We're going to break that down in totality later on. Um, there's a lot to break down, but I want to let you know real fast, all my Kansas City Chief fans out here, I just want you to know that you're, the demise of Kansas City is in front of your face. It's falling. The fucking fortress is getting in, ran through as we speak. You guys didn't even tag your best offensive lineman. Brown Jr. is done. He's not going to be a Chief. Mahomes won't have his best left tackle. What are you going to do? You're also not going to re-sign a few key defensive players. I told you guys how many fucking times have I been telling you on this show that the real money hits this year. The contract of Patrick Mahomes starts this year. Did I not say that? You cannot pay him the money that you think you can pay him. And keep a roster around him that's going to be a Super Bowl contender every year. Let's see what the Chiefs do. But I think the Chiefs are the L.A. Rams waiting to happen. They put all their eggs in one basket. 
And they got themselves two rings, dog. Hey, you got yourselves two rings. You went to three of them. You can't really say nothing. You did what you did. But I think it's about to fall. It's about to fall. It's about to fall. You can free up $42 million in cap space all you want. You understand that doesn't do anything. You're not going to replace Brown with $42 million left tackle. Who are you going to get? Who are you going to get? Who are you going to get to replace Brown for $42 mil? Who are you going to get on that defensive side? So $42 mil is going to get you who? <laughs> That's what you don't get. That's what you don't get. 42 mil. They they don't have any wideouts. They're they're gonna be they're gonna struggle this year. Juju's a free agent. We'll see what happens to him. I don't think he's a big huge fucking contributor anyway. I don't think he's a big time wideout. He I, I, you know you're better off going to get someone else to help out with Kelsey in there. Kelsey's getting on the other side of his of his hill. So um, you know you're getting that side of it. So we're gonna see, man. We're gonna see. Um, let's see here. We're going to see. We'll see how that goes, but who knows? Who knows? Um, let me pull up this. Without further ado, I got to bring my main man from Barstool Sports in. Um, if you follow him on Twitter, I'm Big Man on Campus uh, at Jeff Nadu, N A D U. Uh, can't wait to talk to this man, man. He's a real one on Twitter. If you guys don't follow him, make sure you follow him. It's on the ticker below. Um, let me make sure my thing is right. Um, welcome in, Jeff Nadu. What Jeff, what up, man? I appreciate you joining me. What's up, Coach Brown? How are you? Nice to speak to you. I'm a big fan of yours. I'm excited to speak to you. Hey, man, I appreciate you, brother. I appreciate you. Hey, some real ones behind you back there. You know, I, I got to keep them uh, remembered, you know? And p these young kids don't know who Michael Jordan is, man. They, they oh. want to talk stupid about this and that. You know, they, they don't really know. But, yeah, you try to relive the old days. You know, those were nostalgic times. So. Yeah, man, they don't they don't know who, who fucking anybody is anymore, I don't think. Not only do they know who Biggie is either. They think ASAP Rocky is the best fucking thing since sliced bread. Yeah. That, he gets pulled around by a female on the beach. So I'm just, you know, rap amazes me anymore because, you know, you have these kids, everything sounds the same. There's no lyricism anymore. And there's a couple of cats out there that still try to keep it alive, you know, and I give them respect, but yeah, it's a different world, man, on a lot of levels. But hey, yeah, so we, where, are you at? where are you from originally? Uh, I'm from the Philly area. Okay. So I figured I said, you got that. You got, you sound like it. So I, I figured, so you so like for me, you know, when I was younger, it was Beanie Siegel, you know, yep. it was, you know, Gilly the Kid, who's still around, um, but he doesn't rap anymore. So it's, you know, it's tough, man. But, you know, you still got the music to listen to, so. Yeah, it is, man. It is. It's it's one of those uh, weird situations, man. We're in this weird shit. I was just showing these videos. Like, we're in this weird-ass culture, man. We got We got Russell Westbrook demanding you remove crowd, like, crowd i tweeted this out man this was pathetic and this is a normal occurrence with this guy i mean it's it's oh, yeah. uh it's i don't like what they say so i'm gonna just use my uh stature to throw people out in a a, a way gym and, and and i'm proud of it it's like he he's proud of this kind of stuff it's, man that's he doesn't represent la very well i'm gonna tell you right now that shit is real uh 
I think the young kids call it sus now. Uh, we call it suspect. They call it sus, I think they say. These bitch-made cats, I call them BMKs. But um, now you got Draymond Green who quits on the play. Yeah. He don't even fucking, like, so he don't get the ball in the entry cut, and he's just pissed off now. And he's just going to say, fuck it. So if I was a player, if I was his teammate, I wouldn't throw him the ball the next time either. And I, and if I'm Steve Kerr, I cut his ass that night. But that's just me. Um, this guy hits a player <laughs> in in the offseason. He fucking does this shit all the time. He didn't just hit. He, like, dis- like destroyed yeah. the cat. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, like, when, when's enough? Is, it, is this guy, like, does he have some something fierce over his Kerr? Like, what's going on with this dude? Like, does he have pictures of Kerr naked or something? I, I, How do you not cut this motherfucker by now? And it's it's a lot of, like, the same behavior, man. You know, it's 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 uh, limited types of punishment a lot of the time. And I guess it's just because he's a great player, they, say, they think. He's a triple-double kind of guy. He's a guy that can give you something every night. He's fierce on the defensive end. He's... You know, a great player. I don't think anyone will dispute that. But, I mean, enough's enough with certain things. I mean, he's assaulting players. He's, um, you know, there's a lot of those cats in the NBA, though. You know, just guys that are me guys. It's a different league. It's it's different from the years, you know, when I was coming up, you were coming up, where, you know, everyone had a role and everyone fulfilled it. And I'm not saying that Drummond's not a great player, but his antics, his behavior, it's – it's – I don't know what else you do with it. I mean, yeah, he's a he's a he's a bitch made cat in my book. Um, let me ask you something about this Kendrick Perkins JJ Reddick thing. One um, of the dumbest, one of the dumbest arguments I've or takes I've I think I've seen ever. Maybe so. I, so you you you're you're into this stuff and you you're a lot more abreast to it than me. So Kendrick Perkins basically came out apparently and said that the MVP race is racist apparently in other words that's what he said jj came on his own show with Stephen a and basically called out the show and Stephen a and said this is not what's really happening in america you're making it happen on this show so is that kind of what's going on him and kendrick got a beef going on between that the joker beef with the with the looking up at the stat line and everything so what what's going on with these two i don't know listen i generally I mean, Kendrick Perkins does have some weird takes a lot of the time, but a lot of the a lot of guys have weird takes. I mean, Skip Bayless has weird takes. Shannon Sharp has weird takes. They all have weird takes. This is one of the weirdest, though. I mean, if you're saying he said that like 80% of the, the voters are, are white and 20% aren't, well, you know, if that was the case, then wouldn't every year the pick just be a white guy? I mean, I, it's very rare that a white guy wins the MVP. I mean – and Steve, he picked out three outliers. He picked yeah. out Steve Nash, who beat out Kobe. Steve, like We know Kobe should have never lost the MVP, but Kobe never got MVPs because we know – I've been saying this for a long time, Jeff. MVPs, in my opinion, NBA and NFL are popularity contests. They're not really the MVP. Like Aaron Rodgers got the MVP the last couple years because of one reason, in my opinion. He's either controversial on the right side of things or he's controversial on the left side of things. It doesn't matter what side people are. He's a popular pe- person, and he can they know he can throw the ball. But if you look at the stats and everything, he really just ripped it in not throwing interceptions. He really didn't just – he didn't rip it in any other category besides not throwing interceptions. He threw, like, three interceptions a couple years ago. And everyone's like, he's MVP. And I'm like, damn, when Lamar Jackson won the MVP – he was the next Michael Vick. He was on fire. He came into the league. He ripped it on this with his feet. 
He looked sexy. So guess what? MVP. He didn't have anywhere near the stats that Mahomes had, that, that any of these other guys had. So I'm sitting there like, okay, the MVP is a, a popularity contest. So having said that, uh, this like the back-to-back MVP is Giannis, then Joker, then you got the MVPs every year, dog, for the most part. <laughs> it's a Euro now or, a, or it's a brother. I don't know how many White Cats have really won that shit in history. I mean, I think there was like a th- – there was a three-year period where Nash won it two years in a row, and then Dirk. Dirk. And, and and but like I will say, I think the MVP in the NBA generally is the right guy. They generally pick the right player. Uh, and and look, I thought JJ Redick, who I got to admit, I mean, I I never really um in 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 the case of like that meme where I wasn't really familiar with his game, if you will, I wasn't really familiar with that he was that you know intuitive with basketball. He put up a lot of really good analytic stuff that really means stuff, win shares, things like that. And yeah, I don't know. Listen, then again, I, I've seen that you see this argument a lot of the time. It seems like when someone doesn't have an argument, it's, it's one of these real ignorant, ridiculous takes that has no merit. And he hasn't been made to really explain. And I thought, I thought JJ Reddick destroyed him in that argument. He looked real bad. Uh, and you know, the argument was weak. It didn't make any sense. And um, in the end, I mean, look, whether or not you like Nikola Jokic as a player, no one can argue with the success he has, the kind of kid that he is, the player that he is. And I think they've gotten it generally right. And if it were racist, you, you know, you you would always have a white winner. I, I, it's very rare a white person wins the M, uh, the NBA MVP. And I'm going to be honest, Joker ain't white, not to our standards. No, he's, he's from Serbia. He's from Serbia, right? Yeah, he's a Euro. He's a Serbian. So, like, what, what are we talking about? Um... I don't know. And Steve Nash is Canadian. Fucker. <laughs> yeah, I, listen, it's a. And where's Dirk from? <laughs> Germany. I mean, that's the white as you get, I guess. I mean, but yeah. shit. I mean, I'm just saying, like, here's a little take up. Stephen A, I, I mean, uh, Stephen A, I mean, I mean no offense to you, and I mean no offense to first take. Because I think this show is extremely valuable. It is an honor to be on this desk every day. It really is. But what we've just witnessed is the problem with this show, where we create narratives that do not exist in reality. The implication, what you are implying, that the white voters that vote on NBA are racist, that are, they, they favor white people. You I just not, said that. I you ju- not, Yes, you did. I yes, did you did. Not, did. Yes, you did. That I is did exactly not, what you implied, Kendrick Perkins. Not, that is I exactly not, what you implied. I, I, that mother can't say shit. I, 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 I. I'm like, damn, Kendrick, you look like a. But that 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 network is as woke as it gets. We already know the situation there. So I, that shit right there, just I'm glad he called. I bet you he's fired in two days. I bet you he's fired or he's on or he's or he's. But you know what? I, this is what I want you. I wanted to talk to you about. You're with Barstool. Barstool's got shit, 800-plus million followers throughout your guys' platforms and different people um, that represent Barstool. You guys do a hell of a job. And I I wanted to ask you this. Is J.J. Redick really tripping on losing his ESPN gig when you have platforms such as Barstool, such as how the Pivot started their own thing and how the Kelsey brothers have a fast-growing show and – you can come onto a barstool or 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 your own, start your own thing. JJ already has started his own podcast. 
Marcellus Wiley leaves Fox, starts his own thing, gets on YouTube now. Um, you got OutKick. You got so many different things. Is the future in jeopardy for major mainstream places like ESPN no. and Fox? Well, for them, for people like J.G. Reddick, no. I mean, I, look, I don't think he's going to get fired. I, I think that would set a weird precedent, to be honest. I mean, he just provided his opinion, and and I don't think it was – I think he was completely right, and I think everybody else would agree – I think there, someone in your chat's, I think, dead right, though. I mean, it's real sad, though, what media has become as far as just in general. You know, it's these stupid, dumb narratives that don't exist. It's creating content just for clicks. We all know that. That's that's no surprise. But, yeah, no, I wouldn't. I don't think JJ would worry if he would get fired. He's pretty successful. He's got his own show, as you said. And in this day and age, you can go and create your own audience. I mean, I have my own audience. You have your own audience. We all have our own audience. And I think if the rubber meets the road, a lot of us uh, could, could find our own way. I, I could. Everyone could. Yeah, I, I agree. Um, do you ever see a mainstream place folding one day? Probably like an ESPN. I don't know how they wouldn't. I think they already are. I mean, look at a lot of these big networks, you know, whether it's, you know, these channels, CNN, you know, all these other places. I mean, you constantly see – look at CNN for prime example. And I don't want to get into that. I'm not political really. But I mean, look, look at that. I mean, at one point they were a major news network. That's where you went and you got your news, right? Yep. Now it's just unscrupulous, stupid narrative opinions. And it's, it's like that on both sides really. It's not really where you go get the news. And their ratings are a mess. Uh, they invested all this money in these CNN Plus and all this other stuff. Do I think ESPN will ever falter? No. But the only thing good about ESPN is when they just show sports. You know, I they know. Really do you go to get your sports and your, your highlights and shit. You really don't go to talk to or hear these fuckers talk. I don't anymore. Uh, I got good friends there, though. Matt Barry, uh, Mark Jones. I got some good friends that are there um, that are anchors. Matt Barry shouted me out the other day while he was calling an XFL game with one of my players. Um, and, uh, He's a great dude. There's a lot of good people there. And then uh, and then I go at it with a lot of people there. So Mina Kimes and those people like that, they they don't really like me too much. But that's all another story. Uh, I got to ask you, though. Uh, I know you you kind of were on not the different side, but you, you know, with the whole Ja Moran thing, right? So what I'm trying to say is just he's – Young, given the circumstances, what is he? Twenty-two, right? He's yeah, twenty-three or something. I'm not making excuses for the kid. There's certain things you just can't do as a professional, but it just seems like he's surrounded by a lot of bad, stupid people that don't give a shit about him. And in the end, they're going to leave him with with the bag, if you will, and he's going to have to deal with it. He needs to either take his career one way, or he's going to fall to the rest of his life. I, look, I saw in this town for years, Allen Iverson. Lived up this potential. I mean, won a lot. I mean, put the team on his back every year. He was my hero. But he ultimately never got to, I think, the pinnacle that he should have gotten to because of his behavior, the way he acted, going out and getting drunk every night, doing this, doing that. And, you know, he never really – I mean, he's a great player. He's a legend. But he's always kind of had that stuff hanging over him, you know, that negativity. John Moran's trying to be someone he's not. He's, he's trying to – pretend i get it it's it's a it's something you want you want to you want to hang with the gangsters be tough but in the end they don't give a shit about him and um he needs a strong i don't know where where's his dad at and all this is he helping him where's his where's the positive role models around him i mean it that's where i take it man like 
my parents divorced when I was young, so I and I, I ended up bouncing with my pops. But I grew up with a lot of people that had single parents, and then I had I grew up with a lot of people who had both parents. Some of them were dope dealers, some of them were straight killers and gangsters. <clears throat> and I don't put too much weight on the having the single parent and everyone talking about, well, they have no daddies, so that's what they get. Now, I don't believe in that shit at all. I think once you grow hair in your nuts, you know the difference between right and wrong. You know the difference between following these fucking shitbirds and making a left at the stop sign or going your own way and making a right at the stop sign. I think we know that at a certain age when we have enough hair on our balls and say, all right, I know that shit ain't right. But do you have the fortitude, mental fortitude or tough skin or nuts and guts to say, fuck this, I'm not going that way. Like you, me and you agree on the politics side. We're fucking independent thinkers. We're not red, we're not blue, we're not right, we're not left, we're not no. the Democrat, we're not Republican. I'll be damned to vote for one of these fucking 80-year-old fucking pedophile fucks. I'm not voting for any of these fucks. They're all the same people. Like Trump on this side and you got Biden over here. Like you're telling me, Jeff, 400 million Americans... These two fucking 80-year-old cadavers are the only two fucks we can find to run down. Well, that's the thing. That's what I've always wondered. I mean, I'm only, I mean, I'm not as old as you, but I mean, I've been, I've seen enough uh, politicians. It's pretty amazing that year after year, you know, cycle after cycle, these are the types of people we're getting. These are the candidates, right? It's, I don't think I've ever seen a, like a truly strong candidate. Someone that I said, you know what? I could really get behind that guy. I really want to vote for that guy. It's always the same, like. You know, eight like you said, eighty-year-old guy that's been in politics for fifty years, and you know. But when it comes to Moran, I, I, you know, I feel like when I turned twenty-five, that's kind of when I really kind of saw, you know, hey, I got to wake up, I got to stop. And I wasn't doing stuff like that, but you know, you, you gotta, you, he's got to have the right friends. You get a good woman around you. That's another thing with a lot of these NBA guys, a lot of these young cats. Yeah, they're picking these 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 slob women, these women that just want to get a kid by them. You know, and they get tied down with a kid or two kids or three kids. And look at that kid, PJ Washington, prime example. What's he paying that chick he had? He, he got knocked up two hundred thousand a month. And she's yeah, proud of it. So. She she walks around and says, "I'm proud. I got him. You know, I got him linked on this. You know, they don't care. I mean, there's so many people like out there." Hey, Jeff, I tell these cats every day, kids that I have in the NFL playing, I'm like, hey, dog, you sign that second contract? You better fucking wear two of them. You better strap up twice. Oh, yeah. And she's, I guarantee you, she took, she ain't taking the pill this month. Let me ask yeah, you something. Coach. You better make sure she, hey, Daniel Jones, your girl may not be taking the pill tonight. You better be careful. Let me ask you something. I mean, I, I guess I don't understand. I mean, look, they're beautiful, right? These Instagram, I wouldn't say no to them. I mean, none of us would probably. But when you're at that level of you have so much money and you're you're, you're successful, why not go after like a doctor, like a lawyer, like someone that's like functional? Like that's why I love Jalen Hurts, man. Jalen Hurts has been with the same girl. She's like the top of her class when she was at Alabama. Now she's like some lawyer or something. He's a nice kid. You know, you don't have to worry about his nonsense off the field. I some kids just have it. Some kids don't. But Yeah, I don't know, man. I think people – and guess what, Jeff? We, all the girls we see with these cats are recycled. Yeah, right. So you see her with uh, – you'll see her with fucking Kendrick Lamar tomorrow, and then tomorrow she'll be with Dak Prescott, and then tomorrow she'll be with fucking another rapper. Like Scottie Pippen's ex-wife. She's been with literally everybody, it seems like. Come on, man. Like, I'm just like, I can't – especially if you're in the limelight. 
So Jeff, every day you're 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 in this profession, in this business, and and you're around these celebrities and actors and rappers and singers and and players. You want your girl to be seen with you in a at a game. We're gonna go to the Laker game, and I'm gonna be with my girl who was already with AD fucking uh, Kobe. I mean, I'm like, damn, like I can't do it. I need a girl that you don't know. Like, I'm going to yeah. be with a girl that you don't know. There's 400 million of them out here. Yeah, I'm a, I want to go off the beaten path and find someone that's completely, you know, untouched. She, she's not even in that world. It seems like they just go after all the same Instagram models. Like, hey, she was with him uh, this week. She's with me this week. Like, and it's, it's, all a, it's all a grab, too. The girls are catching them. They're trying. They're waiting for the DM from a celebrity so they can sh- screenshot it and show the world, too. So now they can try to money grab his ass again. You remember uh, Baller Alert? Do you remember what that was? Yeah. Back in the day, it was like a, yeah. it was like a thing that you would get a a woman would get a call. If, like she lives in Charlotte, she'll get a call when like a like let's say Jordan's in town. She'll get a call. Hey, Jordan's at so and so where he's here. You know, and you could go and try to you know link up. That's crazy, dog. I now now on the John Rand side before we move on. Like, see where I grew up from. Real gangsters are trying to get out of the hood or they're in jail. And they, if they get out of jail, they're trying to write their ship and teach these youngsters how not to do it. These kids today are different, though. These kids that have millions of dollars that are trying to get in the hood are laughable. We're, we're laughing at them, dog. We, I, I've been talking to some of my OG homies, and I'm just, they're just laughing. They're like, I wish I see that motherfucker. I'm taking all his bread. Like, these motherfuckers are really trying to understand. They, they want to know, like, like these. we know real recognizes real, Jeff, period. I don't care where you're from. Philly, Compton, fucking New York. Real recognizes real. And real ones either are tested by real ones or they're not tested at all because they're real ones. And the motherfucking faker knows that. And John Morant... Everyone knows. All the real ones know you're fucking a fake fuck. Like, you need to go live your life and have your millions of dollars and live your beautiful life in your beautiful home. But your daddy, this is where I go back to where you asked, where's his dad? His dad is a fanboy who wants to drink on this at the game and chill and wear Prada and and he's his fanboy. And I, this is why I always say there's a difference between a dad and a father. He's an apologist for that. He's the dad. Like, the dad is who just nuts you out, in my opinion. The father actually raises their kid. And I just think there's a huge difference in that. Um, I think you look at, uh, you know, like, everyone gave him shit. I remember so many people talk shit about Le- uh, Lamar, LeVar Ball. You remember him, LeVar Ball? Oh, the ball brother. I grew up. I grew up with the daddy. Yeah, like, he's 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 from Compton, but he went to. They moved the kids out to Chino, and he did right by his kids. By the way, look he at his kids. Prime example. I mean, he has three sons. I mean, they're all you know somewhat successful. Two of them are in the league doing their thing. You know, you don't ever hear about them doing nothing stupid. You know, look in the end, you're 100 percent right. I mean, these they're they're using the kid. They're they're you know they're going out to VIP. He's pay. You know, he pays for every tab, Ja. Right. Oh, he's paying for every tab. You know, they're you know, they're getting him on tape showing he that's not who he is. And now he's up up to sheets a uh, shit's creek with uh bringing a gun on a plane. He better hope that that didn't happen because the NBA will suspend his ass. Well, they should already if they have any nut. If Adam Silver wants to nip this in the butt right now, he better do it now because you know, if a dog pisses on your rug, 
do you rub his nose in it right now or do you do it six weeks from now when they don't give a fucking no more and they don't know what they did? No, you got to do it now. You got to rub his nose in it right now. It's, it's, he's already, In my opinion, Jeff Silver's already lost. He's already. He should have did it that night. That, that, that night. Hey, John Rant, you're suspended for the season. This is Listen. You represent the NBA. Guess what the number one NBA uh, donor is or, or propaganda marketing ploy is? Gun control. Like, that's your yeah. NBA's number one fucking ploy. Now, what are, you, ha- oh, what are you going to do? And how many people in history do we remember athletes that had the war by the balls did something stupid because they i mean how how long are you gonna i don't understand this with rappers and 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 athletes and look i talk about crime a lot like i don't get the the obsession with wanting to still be around that and this guy it's not like he was even around it he just wants to be around it he's like these this kid that just is is infatuated by stuff that that he has no look that he never could be yeah, he's not even part of it. He just, I can understand, like, if he grew up somewhere and he's like, you know, these are my friends, you know, it is what it is. But he, he like, searches it out, right? He tries to, like, go find it. It's like, come on, man, they're using you. And you're going to get, in the end, something bad's going to happen, and you're going to be the one holding it all. And, and you're going to have to take the weight for it. Hey, yeah. so, so, like, Speaking of women, like I, 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 your post kill me. I see your post all the time. I'm like, man, this is my, my my main man right here is a pimp. I so what's up, man? How you know all these porn stars and shit? <laughs> just I, I don't know. I guess I just do. I, I mean, I you know meet them through Barstool or whatever, and you know, just really, I'm, I'm a nice guy. I guess they listen. You know what women like, man? I think, and I you probably know this. Women like a dude that like isn't constantly trying to fuck all the time. You know, like, like porn stars hear enough of that shit or, or girls you go out with here enough. They don't need to know they're sick. Like we, we get, they get it. They know. Just treat them normally. Have a good time. Go out, you know, chat, talk, have a drink, have a good time. Like people just want to feel normal, man. And I think a lot of porn stars, all they hear is, you know, bullshit. You know, you've had Rachel, you've had Rachel Ryan on. Uh, yeah. I've seen you. You've had a few different porn stars. Like I saw you hanging out with her. Um, yeah. That's my girl. She's she's good people, man. She's actually a real like she's a real cool girl, man, Rochelle. She's super successful. Um, you know, I you know Nikki Ben, she's a cool girl. I, I talked to her once in a while. Um, I, I think in the end it's just about setting up people, finding connections, and you know, everybody has their own kind of way. And 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 look, the OnlyFans, that's kind of shit right now is popping, super popping. Um, but I don't just oh, hang out with porn stars, you know. You try to find the normal women too. Hey man, that's a good. I, I was wondering. I was like, damn, you always got the you got the fun, you always got the bad ones with you. I uh, you got to have her on. She's uh, she's a super she's super smart with football and stuff. Yeah, yeah. So, so I've hung out with Alexis Texas. Obviously, I went on her show out here in L.A. and shit. And she's supposed to come out to mine, but she uh she's another one that's into a lot of that shit. She knows about sports and shit. And then I. Uh, and then what's her name? Uh, Lisa, what's her name? Lisa Ann. Lisa Ann. So Lisa Ann and I follow each other. We've talked a few times. I bring her on my show one day, but that's about the extent of the porn stars I get into though. I'm like, shit, I'd rather find a real one on the street. You know, I, I let's, that's the thing. Like they're all just friends to me. Like I, you know, they have their life. I have mine. We all have a different world we're in and, and we all just kind of, you know, we're all in media, so it's we all kind of try to help each other when we can. And you know, she was actually in Philly, and I I I had connects to the game, and I said, you know, she we hadn't seen each other. She's like, 
you know, let's go. So we went. But um, I will say, yo, Coach Brown, I was watching, uh, weirdly enough, I was watching your season of Last Chance You, the first season. Well, there was some funny scenes in that show with you, man. No, I still haven't watched that shit in totality. I've seen clips here and there. I just can't sit down and watch it. Now, I go out to my buddy's Pat Perez's house this past weekend. It was his birthday. Our, we share our birthdays are about a five days apart. We had a, we went out to I went out to Arizona and we're getting liquored up. And this fucker turns on the show in his big screen in his theater. And I'm like, man, I'll put this shit on. And he puts that shit on, and so I watched one one full episode with him. And if that would have been recorded, that would have been the fucking movie to be watched. So I'm you, just like, fuck you, this, you, and I ain't gonna watch this shit. You had a but, scene, man, with that kid Bobby Bruce, man. It was fuck. It was a very oh, funny, fuck. Bobby very Bruce. funny. I think Bobby's in jail, man. That's a shame. But yeah, you, jail, man. I'm like, fuck. That I, was a real podunk town, man, out in the middle of nowhere, man. Oh fuck, you talking about a. Like out there in Philly, you got like the Amish, right? See, actually, it's funny you mentioned the Amish because I actually live in in that that area where you're talking about. I live I live outside of Philly, and it's a, it's called Lancaster. That that's where all the yeah. Amish are. Uh, yeah, I mean, I I don't see them too much though. I live in the city part, but yeah, we have Amish out here. So yeah, I get it absolutely. There's Amish. There's Amish uh, right there in that town. There's a shitload of oh, yeah? Amish too they build a lot of nice shit too. They do. Yeah, they're very good craftsmen with the. But with they the don't movies. use like electricity and shit. You know, I think now it's a little different. Amish people have phones and stuff like that. A lot of the younger kids, but, um, but yeah, yeah, no, they yeah. generally don't use electricity. They don't. Do they now? Are these the people? Are they don't shower either? Uh, they don't shower as much as us for sure. Uh, do they shower? Yeah, I mean they do, but I mean no, they're not like in there twice a day like most of us. You know, they might do it every other day or every few days. But yeah, I mean you go by some of the like the older people like. They, you know, and then you know, there's no lights. They don't have lights. They go outside to make a call. They have, yeah. you know, it's very, very basic. So you do, uh, you do college basketball betting. Uh, so let me ask you. I got a question yeah. for you, and I, it has to be harder now to bet not only college basketball but college football, college athletics than it was, I, I would say, five, ten years ago. But let, I don't even want to put a year on it. I want to ask you this. How hard is it compared to how hard is it now in the transfer portal era where you enter in the transfer every fucking day in the NIL deal and in the one and done era? So you got guys that are one and done. You got guys that are entering the portal and you have teams now, in my opinion, it, it's it's basketball is now the new football. Football is the new basketball. However you want to say it. Uh, when you got the one and done in the transfer portal, like how, how do you not like, is Furman going to be a team to beat this year? Like, uh, fuck, who knows? Like, the team, everyone can win this nowadays because of the transfer portal, because of it. Just in my opinion, I call it watered down. Well, I call I, football watered down in college. I call basketball watered down. Anybody what? can fucking win. How hard is that to bet on, though? Not only pick and not only watch. I'm just talking about betting on it and actually hitting. It can't be the same as it was when cats were there two and three years and you know the roster every year. You know Kentucky's going to have, you know, this, this. You know Kentucky's going to lose an AD one and done or a Booker, but you also know they have a shitload of freshmen that are returning. That's not the same no more. Everybody's gone every year. I think the good thing about basketball, per se, is a lot of, like, the team you mentioned, Furman or teams like that, generally they keep a lot of the kids around, and if they don't, the kid's going to go to a top 25 program. I'm big with personnel, so I'm sitting here every day 
you know, I, I, I just kind of know where these people are going. I spent a lot of time in the offseason understanding the coaches and the schematics and all that sort of thing. But it's hard. I mean, I think there is, though, part of it that makes it a little bit more easy. Um, like I said, a lot of those smaller schools are going to still maintain and have the same kids year after year, two, three years. Um, but it is hard. I mean, it, there's a lot of teams, too, Jason. I mean, there's 363 Division One teams. Um, but in, like, the NCAA tournament, I'll tell anyone that bets it or, or, or has a bracket – it's all about matchups, you know, getting the right matchup for a team. So if you have a team that you want to be a Cinderella, you're really a, a slave to them getting the right matchup, right? So, but I, for me, it's it's not that hard because I'm I'm pretty good with like sitting here and, and looking into every single team and knowing something about every single team and having something on every single team, um, and just kind of keeping track of there, there's websites that track that stuff where this player's going, where that player's going. But yeah, it, the the portal's as big as it's ever been. It, I mean, you see every year there are hundreds and hundreds of kids. Uh, and a lot of them, you know, are either going up to a better school or, or down to a smaller school. Yeah, it, it's it, to me, it would be a nightmare. Hector, my buddy that helps me with betting, he's in the chat. He he thinks he'd argue that it's easier to bet on nowadays. Um, I don't know. I'm going to have to ask him what he means, but I, I don't know how. I mean, I would be like, fuck, I don't even – it's just – it, well, here's how it's here's how it's easy here's how it's harder i think for you for what you're saying when i was i mean this was probably like 10 years ago maybe i mean you couldn't bet on every team right you could only bet there are 363 teams you could only bet on probably 100 of them they weren't taking bets on a lot of the conferences that they do now there are 32 conferences now they were probably taking bets on let's maybe say 12 15 so now it's you have a little bit more leeway to go into other things and kind of hide, if you will, right? You find a comment you're good at, you, you master it. That's what I would tell anyone that's getting into college basketball. Find a couple of conferences that you're good with and just rock with them. You know, it's hard to sit here on a Saturday in January and just pick games. You know, find teams that you're good with, you have success with, and just stick with them. Um, you can find just trends that that are really good, like betting on a home team in the Big Ten in conference play. That is Something if you did all season, coach, you would have made a ton of money. Um, there are just trends that you find, you know, betting on, um, you know, a certain conference. That's where I would tell you to go. It's very tough to sit here and just try to find a game on a Saturday when there's 150 because you're going to bet 50 games in the end. You got to find something and just rock with it that way. No doubt. <clears throat> um, I got to get your take on some NFL shit before you get out of here, man. Uh, Derek Carr to the Saints. <clears throat> People don't know contracts, so I, I kind of want to help the, the novice fan out here. They saw $100 million. They saw $160 million, and Everyone's in up in arms and shit in the bed, and they're like, oh, my God. This is a two-year $60 million deal to all the laymans out there. Just so we're clear, that is what it's going to be. It's a two-year $60 million. He won't make to a third, and if he does get a third, he'll get an extra $10 million. And if he does make a fourth, he'll get the other money. He, this is not guaranteed. So guaranteed, it's 60 mil. So this is really, in essence, a six, two-year, $60 million deal for Derek Carr for the Saints. To me, it's probably, for what he's done in the league for nine years, um, even though I think he's a bust, I think he's really overrated, but the bottom line is he's better than half the NFL quarterbacks. We had 39 quarterbacks last year, Jeff, in the NFL throw 100 passes or more. 39. 39 quarterbacks. And I tell everyone every year, the quarterback in this business, the quarterback play, to me, is at an all-time low, even though the quarterbacks are the greatest talents we've ever seen.
but it doesn't mean they're great quarterbacks. The athletes and quarterbacks are two different things. And I just think quarterback play is really, really bad right now overall in totality. 39 quarterbacks throwing 100 balls last year says a lot. But having said that, Derek Carr, middle-of-the-pack guy in this in this mediocre NFL, and a mediocrity is a new excellence in my opinion, uh, he gets 60 mil to go to the Saints. I think it's a fair deal. I think he's an uh, upgrade for sure. That's how bad the Saints quarterback position is. Uh, do you like that uh, that signing? I think the one thing that I've noticed about Derek Carr in his career, it always seems like he's got on his team. I mean, you remember that year where they were – I don't even think they blocked for him, and they came out and said they weren't blocking for him. I mean, the offensive lines he's had in front of him were poor. I thought he had a good 21 and 20. I mean, you look at his year this year, I mean, his numbers were a little down. But, yeah, I think you have a better offensive line in front of you now. Um, that's a better, I think, just situation. You're You're right. I think it is a slight upgrade. It's a lot of money, but again, as you said, it's very hard to hit on a quarterback. I mean, I, look, we we had Carson Wentz in this town for years. After 2018, everyone thought, oh, he's the guy, even though Nick Foles won a Super Bowl, but he's the guy, you know, and he just had these lingering problems. But it always seems like a quarterback is what they are, and they just think he is what he is. He's a middle-of-the-road guy, but he's an upgrade over Andy Dalton or Jameis Winston. Absolutely. And people are willing to pay for that. So to your neck of the woods, not where you are, but on the East Coast, the Jets flew out here to the West Coast, out to California to meet with Aaron Rodgers last night, apparently. Um, I, I knew the hype was there. I knew all that was there. I still think this could be a fluff job. Um, I think that he could be doing this to see what's going on because I think he wants to play on the West Coast. But having said that, um, I just don't see him ending his career on the East Coast in another cold-weather town. But maybe he doesn't care. Maybe he just wants to uh, see if he can get another 100 mil out of this deal. And nobody's going to turn down 100 mil and retire, Jeff. I'm just telling you right now, who's going to turn down 100 mil and retire? Um, do you see him going to the Jets? You know, I thought uh, Las Vegas would have been perfect for him. But I, mean, I think it's Vegas and the Niners is what I should yeah, be. Yeah. I mean, he's, I believe he's from the. Isn't he from California? I mean, I think that would yeah, be both. California Juco guy from the North Bay Area area. I mean, but I guess you have to ask Aaron Rodgers. I mean, so maybe they don't give you as much money as the Jets give you, but it's like your quality of life, your peace of mind. Uh, you want to be on the West Coast. That's where you're from. I mean, look, in the end, playing in New Jersey, I mean, tax-wise, I would – I mean, I, again, I don't know the tax rate, you know, in each state, but – California and New Jersey probably the yeah, same. Probably I mean, not much different. But, but yeah, I don't. I don't think in the end, like he's, like if they're going to give you ten million dollars more, maybe or something. I don't think it's going to be that important to him. It's only about quality. He has a he has a, a lot of money already. Yeah, he doesn't need money. Like I think it's quality of life. It's where do you want to end your career? Like Tom Brady, he wanted to end his career in Tampa. You know, it's easy. It's nice. It's a good team. It's a good quality of life. Now his personal life kind of went haywire, and he's you know. But then again, divorce for some people is welcomed, right? You know, you want to get to that point. So maybe it worked for him. But yeah, I don't I can't see him playing in New York. It just doesn't it doesn't strike me as somewhere. And, and, and Rich Eisen, as you mentioned, Tom Brady, Rich Eisen comes out on his show and talks about Tom Brady rumors that he may he may come back out of retirement again. And I'm just like, look, he put in his papers. That's really hard to do to get out of those and come back and get out the paper. I'm just like, dude, if 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 he comes out of retirement, he he's gonna be one of the the least watched guys on Sundays, in my opinion. 
I have just have to ask, like, when it comes to like the um, the, the Raiders, like, why wouldn't they be at the top of the heap for him? I, I don't. I guess am I missing this? Did I, am I missing when they had a court? Jared Stidham is their current quarterback. I, I don't know what are, what are we doing here. Do they yeah, just want a young kid, a young kid, or what? Yeah, people are signing it left and right right now, Jeff. So this is a huge deal. I mean, Geno Smith signed, Daniel Jones just signed. Now you got Jalen Hurts, who's probably drooling because he knows he's going to get big money. Um, and I got a little rumor uh, from a little source, uh, a little, w- little word birdie. Of birdie in my ear, telling me uh, a very interesting trade on the block, possibly, that Derrick Henry, so a three-way deal, which is usually only seen in the NBA. Derrick Henry to the Bills, digs to the Cowboys, and Ezekiel to Tennessee. You don't see them type of trades much. No. And I'm just, I'm like, damn, that's a crazy one. Um, but the Bills lose a receiver. <laughs> so Which, I don't know what the Bills are going to do in receiver wise. They're going to, are they going to, dra- are they going to trade? I don't know what they're going to do. Draft? I mean, I don't know yeah. what the Bills would do, but I understand the Bills need a run game, but you're not going to run the football anyway. That's what they, they, that's why they, the, the Allen doesn't get it done in Buffalo. They don't run the football enough. So maybe Derrick Henry forces you to run the football. I don't know. but well, That's what took Josh Allen to another level, bringing Stephon Diggs in. Josh Allen was a good quarterback, but bringing in you bring in a quarterback like or a receiver like that for a young quarterback, that's how you become a top-level all-pro type of guy. Unless yeah. you're like a Mahomes who just – it doesn't matter who's around you. Um but uh, back to um, to, to Carr, uh, not Carr, um, the Raiders. I, look, they have a what? The, or they're number six in the NFL draft. People are drooling over Anthony Richardson, the kid from Florida. Um, he just seems like one of these kids that's going to come out of nowhere and be the next great quarterback. I mean, he's got really wild measurables. He's, I mean, just kind of that electric type of quarterback in the NFL nowadays. Can move around. He can he can wing it. Maybe they go that route, but. I would feel like you'd, you'd be drooling over Aaron Rodgers, but yeah, that deal you mentioned that would be uh, that would be something. Uh, but yeah, I wouldn't want to lose if I'm the Bills. You lose the Diggs. He's what's made. Uh, now, and Gabe Davis is great, but I mean, Diggs and Davis—that's another level. Yeah, and I'd argue they need another right receiver as is without losing Diggs. They still need another one. I don't think yeah. Gabe Davis is that. I, you know, you got McKenzie. He's not. He's more of a shifty guy. You got to get another big body on, in my opinion, to give Josh Allen that 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 check down, back shoulder, comeback throw. And they don't uh, really have that like um, dynamic tight end, right? Like so, the Eagles, right? Eagles have Brown, they have Devontae, and then they have Goddard, who can dart across the middle and give you something. You know, I'm not saying they don't have a good tight end. You know, who who is it? Dawson Knox, but it's like you know, you kind of need that young. Yeah. They got yeah. not. I don't I know. It's saying, very man. interesting, man. Uh, the Lamar Jackson take. What's your take on that? Um, franchise tagged him at the minimum franchise, meaning that he can flirt and people can offer him money. Uh, they didn't tag him at the ultimate one where they don't want to pay him. To me, it seems like they're like, look, dog, we don't really want you. We're going to tag you just on GP. Here you go. But if somebody takes you, so be it. Because if they really wanted him, bro, they they wouldn't have. Yeah. It would <laughs> That's what they don't get. Like, people don't understand out here. Like, they really wanted you, you would have been signed already. Yeah. 
because they, you know, they understand the value that you have and they don't want anyone else to, to grab you. So they're going to give you what you want because you're really good. I don't get it either. Yeah, I, look, I'm not a big fan of his. I've said that many times. He can't throw the ball. I, I don't, I mean, <laughs> like he's quarterback, can't throw the football. I mean, it, it's it's probably not going to work long term. Um, you know, I think he's just a, a guy, you know, he, he has his, his glimpses where he looks really good. Um, but the truth of the matter is they're one of the worst passing offenses seemingly every year because you can't throw the football. So, yeah, I, I would kind of be where I am. And they're, look, let me tell you something about that organization. They're a well-run group, man. They know how to draft. They know how to make deals. That's a smart group down there. And I think they're doing the right thing. I mean, this is not a – this isn't Army. This isn't Navy where we're running the ball every single play. You need to throw the football. You need to have that ability in the playoffs because that's how you win games. Um, and, and look, look, look at them in the playoffs and, and, and on top of it, he wants all this money, man, go ahead, go, go somewhere else. Let me ask you this. I know you're like me, Jeff. It seems like we're cut from the same cloth in a lot of ways. You bet on yourself in life. I'm sure you've, you've done it your whole life. That's how you made it to where you are. I bet on myself. I just, I'm like, screw what everyone else thinks. I give him the credit to bet on himself without an agent. I, I, I. At some point, though, you have to understand you're in a good old boy network. You are in a good old boy friend, uh, owner, 32 white owners, 29 white GMs, fucking, I mean, a lack of black head coaches. What are you doing? Your mother's not going to be able to go in and negotiate with fucking Jerry Jones. Like, understand, you got to get an agent to go do the finite, detailed work that you're not going to be able to understand and grasp, son. Like, who's in your circle? Going back to John Morant, who the fuck is in your circle? And that's why, Jeff, I have a circle that's as tight as five virgins in a fucking Volkswagen. Like, I'm going to have a tight-ass circle, and you're not going to be in it. And and I'm like, that doesn't mean your mom's my agent and – and understand something. I know blood's thicker than water, but your mom's probably not that fucking abreast to what's going on with these negotiations. And you just probably lost hundreds of millions of dollars. Yeah, I, look, I think we all have, you know, most of us have a general great bomb with our mother. Okay, Look, I love my mom. Okay, I'll tell you a straight up story right now about my mom. I'm trying to buy a house. Okay. My mother is a real estate agent. She's a good one too. Though, do I think my mom treats me like every other client she has? No. She might say, I'll call you, I'll call you tomorrow. You know, I'm not saying she doesn't have my best interest at heart, but you know, family is fickle. You know, you, you fight, you have stupid, you, you just, and I don't know what, I don't know his mother. I don't know what her capabilities are. Is she even an agent? Like what? What, what are we doing here? You know, yeah, no, I think you, no, no. there are certain things you just have to get a professional for, right? You know, you're not going to go to a doctor and say, oh, what? Like, for instance, think about this, coach. The, all these people are going to Mexico to get cosmetic surgery because it's cheaper, right? I saw that post you posted. What's going on with that? Yeah, so these, these, these four people went to Mexico to get a tummy tuck, one of them. She wanted to get a tummy tuck. She didn't want to pay... The, the amount it costs for a tummy tuck. So in Mexico, you can get it discounted 40%. Now, remember, when you go to a foreign country, you got to live by their laws, by their rules, and there are groups there that don't like you and don't want you to be around, but you're getting it cheaper. But you also run the rules of the medical uh, rules are different. Everything's different. So it's almost 
you know, you're paying for what you get for. And, and when you do that sort of thing, you probably just want to go to professional. You want to have a professional deal with it. Someone that's board certified, right? Same thing with an agent, right? Everyone can pretend they know how to negotiate. I'm good. I'll be fine. Boardroom's good. You got to realize you're dealing with a billion dollar business and they literally pay people lots of money to negotiate on how to screw you. So they make more money. Why on earth don't you just want the best person for the job to do that? I get you love your mom and everything, but come on. But Let yeah, you, stop you, going you, to foreign uh, countries for tummy tucks, people. It's before you get idea. out of here, you brought you brought up this. So these four black folks from South Carolina, correct, roll out to Mexico. Now let me. I want to break this down, and I'm going to do the math because I'm not a fucking math major, but I am a hustler. So. The cost from going from South Carolina to Mexico has to be, in today's age, pretty expensive. So just to, let's take four people. Let's go from South Carolina to Mexico, A. Then by the time I cost for gas, flight or gas, food, all the shit that's in between that, hotels, staying, all that. So that's a cost that's probably going to be pretty large. And then I'm going to go to Mexico. I'm going to pay for this. But BBL or whatever they got and the tummy tuck. All right. Two people lost their life. Two people lived. The, the more I look into it, it looks like a whole intertwined setup to me. But that's a whole nother ball game. So then it goes to, is it worth it? Or should I have stayed in South Carolina and just paid the dollar and saved the gas, the food, and the hotel, and just fucking come out even? Well, listen, when you're speaking to me, because, again – I'm not telling you that I'm a foregone expert on cartels, but I know a lot about them. And I, this is something I do every day. And I talk about, no, I, I don't think there's any money in the world that would get me to drive willingly. into one of the most dangerous cities in the Western hemisphere. Uh, here's what I would tell you. If you're going to Mexico, the only place you should go in Mexico are places you can fly to AKA Cancun, Tulum, uh, Cabo. You should not be going into Matamoros, Laredo, those types of places. I get people do it all the time. And look, if you're from, let's say, a border town and you've done it since you were a kid, you're probably okay. Okay, but these people that have never been to Mexico and might save a couple of thousand dollars, um, yeah, I would highly recommend. Because again, you don't know what these people do. Every person that goes into Matamoros goes through a checkpoint, that kind of thing. No, I don't, to me, it wouldn't be worth 10 or 15,000. Um, but I think it's sad in a way that these people have to do that. Why can't we get, you know, cost effective surgery? I mean, think about if you have cancer, you're going into Mexico to get cancer treatments. Cancer is expensive. Why is it that people have to resort to that whole thing to get something? You know, it's kind of sad. This is a cosmetic thing. She didn't really need this. She just wanted it. I only wish she would have spoke to like, even someone like me who knows the risks of the people you're dealing with are the most depraved people on the planet. Okay. They have no problem shooting your car up and nah. asking questions later. I agree. And the only reason Jason, they didn't kill them all is because they were Americans and they knew if they did, that was going to be a major problem for them. So they just let them go and they were found. Yeah, I agree. I, I got a buddy that went to TJ. We went to TJ years ago when we were young and uh, never saw him again. Never seen him again, man. And the, the federalities picked us up, picked them up. They told him he, they wanted a thousand pesos or whatever it was at the time. He didn't have it. And that's another so thing. You're not only dealing with cartels, you're dealing with a more corrupt being, which is the police, the government. It, it, it's a very um, just 
I, it's not a place I would go willingly unless you're going to some sort of resort or something. And I used to go all the time, man. I used to go to TJ. I go to Rosarito. Not, not all you could eat lobster, like nine dollars. It was the best, man. But Papa's and beer, unbelievable spot to hang. But shit, I ain't going no more. Now you got to have a passport anyway. I'm like, fuck it, I ain't going. And I'm on the border. I'm right here. I could drive an hour and be in TJ. So I'm like, I ain't doing it. Uh, when's your show, man? When's your uh, when's your next show? I know I got to get on that. When's your next show? So I have um, I do sports stuff every day at four o'clock on our uh, sportsbook YouTube channel. But my show, the sit down, is out every day. It's out today, actually. Uh, we're we're talked about the uh, Murdoch murders. That that guy in South yeah. Carolina. Yeah. Uh, that that dude has bodies for days. I feel like, but um, but yeah. I mean, on Twitter you can find everything I'm doing. That's kind of where I post everything. And I gotta come on your show, man. Whenever you get me on, let me know. Yeah, we will. We'll do. Uh, you know, I know you're a big UCLA guy, so yeah. I think they're gonna. I'm, I, I if I was a betting man, I'm betting them to win it all right now because of their experience. They've been a couple guys, like this is a team that's got guys that've been together three years. Absolutely, and they're. I love McCrona. I'm a big fan of his. I will say their their big is out for the year now. Uh, which is concerning. Jalen Clark, he's out. I think he's going to be out. They haven't said it yet, but it doesn't look good for him. That's concerning. But, um, um, but yeah, I like UCLA a lot. Thank you for having me, Coach. I appreciate. Hey, man, it. I appreciate you, brother. Well, stay in touch, and uh, let me know when, uh, and and I'll let everyone know that I'm gonna come on your show as well, and and we'll blow yeah. this thing up, man. Absolutely. I appreciate you, Jeff. Stay up. All right, guys. Thank you. Appreciate you. <laughs> Jeff Nadu, Barstool Sports. Uh, Without further ado, though, this is an action-packed show, by the way, and now we're going to bring in the fire starter. Jeff was well-spoken, nice guy, and now we're going to bring in the shit-talking fucker from Colorado, Matt McChesney. Matt, what up? What's good? How are you? I'm good, man. Hanging in there. Same old, same old. A lot of sports going on. I'm t- I, I had a bug yesterday. I couldn't do the show. I was fucking unbelievable headache, uh, shaking like a whore in church. I had the chills. Uh, oh, man, I couldn't get – I was like, fuck, what did I eat? I don't know. But uh, – Well, that Scottsdale day, pussy, huh? Huh? So Scottsdale pussy got you, huh? <laughs> but, no, I didn't, even get, I didn't even get no Scottsdale pussy. That's the thing. I, 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 lack of, maybe. Maybe a lack of Scottsdale pussy. That's not good. L- lack of Scottsdale pussy and too much Scottsdale meat, maybe? I know that sounds real yeah. fucked up, but I had yeah, a lot of meat. You, you, got a, you, got a Pat, you go to Pat Perez's house, dog. All you're going to eat is fucking top-notch sirloin steak, fucking tri-tip, and meat I'm just no like, <laughs> and I don't eat meat as much no more, Matt. That's what I think it is. Uh, Holy it's just like you've said, 13 dicks and no chick, and that shit ain't good. <laughs> oh, fuck. No shit. That's a fucking sausage fest waiting to happen. Mm-hmm. Uh, huh, got a lot to discuss. Uh, so, have you, let me ask you something real quick. Have you seen the videos on my TikTok page of these kids doing the hip exercise? Oh, yeah. So it is literally the most, like, it, it garners the most attention out of everything I post. It's unbelievable. That's crazy. It's always something weird that does that, though. Like the dumbest thing we do, and people fucking love, love it. So, shit, I'm going to keep doing it, obviously. I'll give people what they want. But we've got a Odin Johnston, one of our old linemen from Lakewood here, and, and he, he just can't figure it out. And he's, like, become a superstar because he can't do it. 
It's that so weird to me talking. Yeah. Like, I'm telling you, people are like clamoring for more Odin. Show us more Odin. And it is just makes me laugh pretty hard, dog. So, yeah, we will give you what you want, folks. Trust me, more is coming this afternoon. Hey, but hold on, though. So, let me let me be clear here. So, is mediocrity not the new excellence? Like I've no. been saying. Yeah, no, it I is. Mediocrity yeah. is the new excellence. They like the guy that can't fucking do it. Well, they're not worried about – I don't think they're really worried about the drill. I think they're just laughing at the dude. Yeah. Um, There's nothing excellent about doing an Ollie drill. It's not that hard. <laughs> hey, so what do you think about – what do you think about your boy Russell Westbrook having the fans booted out of the sta stadium again? I think he's a bitch. He's always been one. It's made cat. And he'll continue to act like this until he's not in the NBA anymore. And he'll probably act like it when he gets out of the NBA. He's, he's just another one of these whiny ass, you know, $150, 200000000 million athletes who can't handle adversity and booze and if the fans are mean, they have to leave, and it's—he's just another soft bitch. That's all. Like Matt, what happened to hitting the shot and turning around, talking shit to the crowd? Like, what happened to that? That's what it used to be. We used to love me and you when we played. You and I, however you want to say it, grammatically correct way. You and I played this sport. We fucking love to talk shit, right? That's what our—that's what the sport yeah. was. True. And. We didn't take it personal if you called out my mom or something. We're going to fuck. I'm just going to try to fuck you up. That's what I'm going to do. And, and the crowd talking shit used to make me talk more shit and play better. Well, that, I think that's kind of the whole point is to go in. They were at Sacramento, too, if I remember correctly. Yes. So, like, that's a rivalry, and that's for playoffs, and the Clippers are the eighth seed, and Sacks the three. And it, it's just. This the new era of athlete that like is thinks that they're special and they can't have shit talk to them and stuff like that's not the way athletics work. So I prefer a good shit talking session. Honestly, I think it makes the game a lot, lot better. So, you know, it's just it, it like goes full circle to this John Morant thing. It's, you know, the the strip club in Denver that they got caught up at is right across the street from the studio. I do my radio show on and. Like, I feel like we should go in there and just start high-fiving the strippers and be like, hey, a ring for you, a ring for you, a ring for you. You get rid of John Morant that fast. I mean, that's the best defense I've ever seen. And, it, you know, like they always say, pussy is undefeated. And it damn sure got his ass at 3 o'clock in the well, morning. Well, pussy's undefeated, but new pussy is even more undefeated. Okay. Um, so, you know, that, that situation on top of everything else going on in the NBA, for a league that I think has the potential to be so awesome, they allow their players to be the worst versions of themselves all the time. And I, I just, it makes me have so much more respect for the era I grew up watching where guys took pride in playing 82 and didn't miss games and wanted to be on the floor. Now you'd be hard pressed to even fucking see the best players play against each other in a big time matchup in the regular season. So, you know, it's, it sucks, bro. I'd, I'd like the NBA to stop doing this shit because their product could be so fucking good. They're, they're, the athletes they have in that league are ridiculous, but they're only athletic. They're not mentally strong. They don't have the same kind of grind the old school guys had. They don't have the same kind of pride in like, 
and being available. The old school guys had, everyone's got to feel hundred percent all the time or they can't play. That's, that's the difference that's bothering me. So I got to ask you your take. I love talking to two whites about culture. Um, People don't, I love doing it because I'd love pissing people off because I don't, because people don't realize that who we are. But anyway, I watched the Chris Rock uh, thing last night finally. I haven't got to see it all, but I wanted to see it because I saw just the portion about the Will Smith. And I got to be honest, disappointed, disappointed. I thought the show, because I saw the Will Smith clips and then I saw everybody hyping the show up. So then I watched it. And of course, Mediocrity is a new excellence. So I was like, eh, it's okay. Not really a, a Chris Rock fan like that. I don't think he's that funny. I did not think the show in total was funny. I thought that he did it live. So when he did it live, I think he was planning out the end of a mic drop being the Will Smith Jada take. And I think everything before that was average to mediocre at best. Uh, I like the yoga pant talk about Lululemon. And I that's about it. I didn't see this show being that great. I don't know if you got to see it, watch it or not. But what is your take? Because everyone's blasting him for calling Jada Pinkett a bitch uh, and all this other shit. But I actually like that he went after Will Smith after he got slapped. But I kind of disagree. I think he should have did it a year ago, not a year later. Uh, I like the way he did it. I'm glad he didn't go on The View or one of these other shows and just start. Oh, I agree with that. I agree with that. Victim immediately. But I like that he waited. I, again, I don't. Chris Rock's funny. Kind of. He's funny in movies. I don't think he's very funny in stand-up. He just repeats himself and yells. Um, and that's cool. That's cool. Um, Jada Pinkett is a bitch. And she did cheat on her man with his son's best friend in their house. I don't think that the definition of bitch or slut or, you know, whatever, that pretty much, like, you could just have that that word and then a picture of her in the dictionary and that would probably be consistent. So anybody defending that, I mean, what are you talking about? Will Smith is wrong for putting hands on Chris. The The whole situation, I think, was like, it, it's so, it, it's, it's like a fucking sitcom in the 80s where just people bitching at each other and nothing ever gets accomplished. So Jada's, Jada is a succubus. Will Smith is a bitch. And Chris Rock isn't as funny as he thinks he is. And all three of them are played out and washed from the 90s. And they just need to fade away, bro. It's okay. All three of you can go away and we all be fine. Hey, I got to be honest. Chris Rock does not look right. I watched that show. He's He looks like he's 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 either just weathered as fuck, stressed the fuck out. Or- what is he's in his mid-50s guaranteed. So, And he's trying to look like he's in his 20s. Like, if you notice, he... Thing. everything is the same as when he was 20 years old. Well, bro, your body's 50, not 20. So you just got to embrace it. Those hair plugs, we can tell. Like, <laughs> and he, dog, he, his eyes are red, yellow, red. He looks like, I'm like, fuck. It looks like somebody grabbed the back of his head and like pulled really hard, like to stretch him out and then stapled the back of his head a couple of times. They're like, good, facelift. Congratulations. I'm like, fuck, he looks like he's, he's something's wrong, deteriorating. But you know what? I, you know, I don't know. I wasn't impressed with the stand up in total. I like, I thought I was going to like it more. And then I, I, didn't, I don't like him. You I know what I find funny is even if you don't like something these days, like 
I just don't like it. I thought it was a shitty show or I didn't think the game was good or I didn't like the performance. Not just you. I'm saying in general. Me, you, we. People freak out. Like, what do you mean you didn't like it? I liked it. You need to like it. I don't have to like shit. And I don't even know. Unbelievable, dog. Like, just because I don't like something doesn't mean I'm an asshole. I just. It's unbelievable, Matt. Matt, I'm telling you. I'm going to start just saying shit to piss people off. I don't care no more. People suck, dude. I'm tired of them. I I don't like it's unbelievable. Like you would not like the winning lotto numbers if I won them. (laughs) Fuck your winning lotto numbers. Well, I did win a hundred million dollars, you fucking idiot. No way. That's not the right number. I'm like, dog, it's fucking unbelievable. Um before we get into this free agency football thing that's huge, what was your take on this? Uh, I know because I heard that you went off on the show yesterday. I just say Did something. Beck gives, Stephen give A, I, I mean, Stephen A, I mean, I mean no offense to you. And what's your take? I don't want to play this because I know you've seen it. What What's your take with J.J. Reddick and Kendrick Perkins and the entire race bait uh, take? Uh, Kendrick Perkins has stated. Uh, J.J.'s come out. Um I have an interesting one. I want to hear yours. Well, look, like I said, I work for Altitude, which is the base station for the Nuggets. So we're very close with the team. You know, we're the affiliate for the Avalanche and the Nuggets. We run all their games. We've got Coach Malone on three times a week. We're always interviewing the players, so on and so forth. For ESPN to come out and pound this narrative after all the racism and Black Lives Matter and everything else that we've seen since Kaepernick took a knee and all the conversation and rhetoric and narrative and everything else. And then for them to come out and just sit back and allow Kendrick Perkins to just go out and just blurt out baseless, racist propaganda because, and it's okay because he's a black dude to pile on three white guys, two of which are European white dudes from Germany and Serbia. So they're not American, like old whites, like Kendrick's trying to put everyone. No, by the way, in. that's three. Your boy is a fucking Canadian. But Steve Nash is just Canadian. So he might have, he's just an, uh, an American from the attic. So I. I just Kendrick and then for Kendrick to get so angry at JJ for just pointing out the fact that this is some racist crap. It's the double standards isn't fucking amazing to me. Like there is no such thing as reverse racism. It's just racism. And saying that the only reason these three guys have won titles or the only reason Nicole is winning a third one is because he's a white guy and the majority of voters are white. It's disrespectful to the voters. It's disrespectful to the league. It's super disrespectful to the best player at his position in the league, in Nikola Jokic. And I, I'm just, yeah, I'm like kind of disgusted by it, dog. Like it, the reason Nikola's winning the MVP again is because his, his team is the one seed. He's averaging a triple double and he makes everybody better. This is the same idiot, Kendrick Perkins, that said that Nikola was, stat, was padding stats and then used Giannis as an example of a guy who would never do it for Giannis to turn around three days fucking later on Saturday and walk down the floor and pat his stats with a triple-double rebound and turn around and start laughing. So I I just I, I don't understand the hate towards greatness. It's amazing to me. And 
if you don't want Nikola to win the MVP, then Embiid needs to fucking average a triple-double. If Embiid averages a triple-double or Giannis averages a triple-double, they'll win the MVP. I watched Giannis win it two years in a row. It's damn sure not because he's a black dude. It's because he's a great basketball player. So I just, man, I, I, I know I'm saying this as a white dude, but at some point, the, like, the race card on both sides has got to stop being dished. Like, let's just talk about basketball and the, the colors of the jerseys of the teams involved. Like, that's really what's happening right now. No one's being, there's no conspiracy to give the white Serbian guy the MVP because the voters are primarily white. And I don't even know if that's fucking true. I don't even know if the voters are primarily white. I don't even know who fucking votes. I know that Vic Lombardi, a guy I work with, has a vote. But other than that, that's the only dude I know that votes. So this I don't is, know. I, that I, is I, baseless. And I think Kendrick Perkins is a fucking moron. And the more he talks, the more I realize how dumb he is. And I'm JJ Reddick is a breath of fresh air, bro. He started calling out Stephen A, the four letter network. He called out Kendrick. And like, I have, I have a lot of respect for Stephen A because he kind of sat back and was like, that's a really good point, JJ. And fucking Kendrick just started repeating himself. Like, I didn't, 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 I didn't speak, motherfucker. He can't. He can't. He's a fucking retard. Bullshit. And now he's like, ah, 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 ah. That wasn't my dick. I, 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 I fell in the pussy. I, 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 I'm sorry. I, I, it wasn't me. <laughs> I mean, this motherfucker's a retard. Sorry to say it. Damn, dog. I'm not going down that road. Stay yeah, I'm going down it. Him. He's a Stay fucking retard. He can't speak. <laughs> you got a fucking uh, ESPN job, motherfucker. <laughs> you got a fucking ESPN job and can't fucking speak. Remedial, not the other one. Yeah, whatever. Fuck it. He's a tard to me. Um, all right, let's get to some football shit. Um, I, I, here's my take. I don't like JJ Reddick either. I think he's a fucking tard too, to be honest. That's my personal opinion. Got a better opinion than Kendrick. Um, I, 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 I used to like him and then he came out hot and bothered and I was like, all right, now eh, I think he's starting to turn on me. I don't really like the, he started to do his hot take thing on his own show and I'm like, uh, the motherfucker is kind of in, inconsistent. You got to be the same guy all the time, Matt, to fuck with me. You're the same all the time. I don't fuck with guys that change. He was off like that on ESPN. Then he took a sidebar and started to change. And then he went on his own show and tried to go back. And I'm like, eh, I'm starting to see through it. And uh, real recognizes real. But having said that, um, I'm glad he called it out. I wouldn't be surprised if he's fired in two days. But let me ask you this. I just asked Jeff Nadu from Barstool, who was on the show, are the big conglomerates in trouble because of the pivots, the J.J. Reddicks going on their own, the Kelsey brothers going on their own, Marcellus Wiley leaves Fox doing his own thing. I believe that there's a, a discussion to be had that if, if, if Matt and I got on Barstool and started our own show, Doug, I start. I'm starting to see Shannon Sharp doing his own show. This yep. isn't by de- this is by design, Matt. They understand that these conglomerates are going to end up either firing them soon enough because they're going to say something on their other show, or that they're just going to get ate up by the Pat McAfee's of the world 
that are being are bigger than your ESPNs and Foxes. Well, the podcast is, is better, Jay. You know that. Like we can talk like men that are in the locker room or in our in the meeting room as coaches on the show. On my podcast, the Savage Podcast, we've got Andre Gerard on this week, the great offensive lineman I played with at CU, who's now the O-line coach for the Roughnecks and is a, is a badass. Played forever for the Cowboys, was an all-pro. We, we're going to be actually talking to each other and telling jokes and stories, saying the F word, like, ah, motherfucker. When I go on my Altitude show, it's buttoned up, bro. Like, you can't say shit. That, like, we can't even talk about certain things that the – the, I, I go on Whitlock. The, I'm going on Whitlock today. Same thing. Can't say certain, can't shit. About certain shit. So I believe that people and fans, folks want to want the real uncut version. They don't want the syndicated or they don't want the, you know, the, the stand over you and make sure you say the right thing version. There is a place for that. I, I love my radio job. It's awesome. I'm glad that we do it every day, but I do think that radio is going to have to make some changes and TV. Like, I think they're going to have to allow people to have a, a rated R rating on a regular show and just put a disclaimer up like FX started doing rather than not showing certain things. They just show everything now and just put up a disclaimer. They're going to have to go down that road because people enjoy the, the raw uncut, you know, uncensored, podcasts and shows and TV shows. And I, uh, I feel like radio is really, really far behind. Um, sports TV is really, really far behind. They don't use social media correctly. You know, it's, it's not as, it's not as honest in my opinion. Like I feel like there's a lot of corporate money behind a lot of it and their opinion needs to be, needs to be at the forefront rather than the opinion of the person that's talking, if that makes sense. So I, uh, I think that there's a huge opportunity, uh, but also for both sides. I think that the corporate sports media people have an opportunity to really change the way they do things and elevate. And I think that all the folks that do podcasts and everything else, like you and I and so many others, I think that they also have a great opportunity to keep it moving, especially with social media platforms. Like, you know, the, the 100,000 followers on TikTok that follow at Six Zero Academy they, they get to see everything we do and the interactions and it drives more people to your show and my show and altitude and so on and so forth. So the power of social media and the power of honesty uh, is what makes shows great in my opinion. So. Yeah, I agree. Um, I just think, I mean, I just hope one day one of these big networks will say, you know what? Fuck it. We're done with the bullshit. Matt and JB is what we need. Uh, I would, I would love, I would love to be able to be real. Cause I just don't, I'm not going to change who I am just to get a fucking, uh, proverbial bag of money just to go on some show. I'm, I'm like, nah, that's not who I am. I, and I'm going to stay that. And, and Hey, when my dad died, he once told me I don't have scabs on my knees. Cause I didn't suck dick and kiss ass. And I just won't do it. Um, yeah, that's a real one right there, Matt. Um, um, let, uh, uh, let me ask you this. You know we're healthy in this world. I, I started the show off. I didn't know if you realized that we're really healthy in the world because of our world leaders in the health world are these people. So that's why we're really healthy. I don't know if you noticed that. We got a made-up human on the left. Bel the, the, bitch from Belgium, the bitch from Belgium looks like a fucking – she can go out right now and, and, and probably demand a double team, huh? And well, then uh, – the the chick 
on the upper left is a dude. <laughs> That's a made-up human, bro. I'm just saying, like, remember, everyone, there are no chicks with dicks. There's just dudes with boobs, which is even weirder. Same thing, but also weird. The Belgium chick looks like Rosie O'Donnell, ate Rosie O'Donnell, found Rosie O'Donnell, and ate her again. The Canadian looks like she's and the one. Shit out John Goodman. Yeah. <laughs> the, the Canadian chick looks like she's like the fourth one on the table, and there's no more food, and she's just like picking the scraps off. And she's then the, the British chick is going to get some tea immediately. She's pissed. I mean, you got a one technique. Well, you got leadership. Three. Our huh? leadership is terrible, bro. You know this. Everyone knows it. Like, we need I mean, to take. We it's need to take awesome. four years off here in this country and just like reevaluate <laughs> who runs for president and shit. Like, if if I have to hear Joe Biden mumble or stumble or fucking try and say something one more time, then I'm gonna lose it. That, that no, never we are a it. joke, aren't we? A mockery? Like the whole. The, I'm talking. I'm not. I don't, I don't mean the U.S. I mean the world right now is just everywhere. Everywhere. It's like a big fucking. It's like a big. It's like a big South Park ish, ish like episode. It's like the entire the Trey Parker and Matt Stone are just sitting back like these motherfuckers make it too easy. Episode number seven hundred. <laughs> hey, what would you do if 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 you were if you were uh, Steve Kerr and you saw this? Draymond, so, don't get the ball. He's pissed off and he just walks off. Oh, and then they do throw it to him, and it turns into a fast break because he's a bitch. I would. Nothing. What are you going to do? This is what the NBA is. The players have all the power. The coaches are literally just like fanboys that are like, J-Man, play hard. He's like, fuck you, bitch. I make $300 million. And he's like, okay, J-Man. So I, I just, this is my problem with the NBA is we've allowed all these grown ass adult athletes to act like fucking 12 year olds and they determine when they want to play and I got a hangnail, so I'm out for three weeks. And it's like the NBA is turning into baseball. And that's that's not good. Baseball is uh, terrible. Unbelievable. It's unbelievable. Um, all right, let's get into football before you get out of here. Uh, how long do I got you? Ten minutes? Fifteen. All right, look. So the Ravens, they, they use the lower end of the franchise tag on Lamar. Um, and you and I both know. That just says, Lamar, we don't really give a fuck if you leave or not. Go ahead and search the market. We don't care. Um, if they really wanted you, they would have made it happen. He's gone. Oh, I, and I said this a long time ago. I don't know what – people don't remember. I'm still calling it. I'm telling you, I think he's going with the enemy. I think he's going to be a Washington commander. I think that's the best possible fit. I love the fit. Where is your, other than Washington, I know we agree to that, you like that, but I know you have some other thoughts. Other than Washington, first of all, Washington could pay him and probably would make it happen. I don't know what other teams really are going to break the bank for him. A lot of people out there think he's going to get paid extra amount of money. I don't believe he is. But who else is going to go out there and really give up the cash for him? So I would say the Raiders, but they don't have the money unless they do now after getting rid of Carr, who going to New Orleans, that's a great fit for him. Um, San Francisco is somebody we got to watch because if they were to get Lamar and put him in the, and put him in that situation on that offense and he can figure that out and they have all those weapons, that could be really scary. We'll see if they want to go A-Rod or Lamar. If I'm the Jets and I, I miss out on Aaron Rodgers, I am going all out to get Lamar Jackson. 
as a Jet alum and fan, that would be fucking incredible. Um, Baltimore obviously is still in it, but they've really hurt themselves by, you know, the the entire situation we're talking about. Um, Carolina, Washington, I think both those teams. Tampa, I wouldn't rule out Tampa Bay from going after him, honestly. So, look, if Lamar Jackson's available, everyone that has a quarterback question or issue is on the fucking board, dog. So, Miami, where he's from, you know, do you really trust Tua or would you rather bring in Lamar? So, they're going to have to, tr- they have to trade for him from Baltimore, right? Dude, this motherfucker's pushing me around like a three technique. All right, no, so let me ask this. You said the t- franchise tag, so they have to they have to trade for him, correct? Yes. So yeah. you gotta you gotta one up his money. You gotta one up the whatever he's on the minimum, which I believe is thirty two mil. That's fine. They'll, they'll, they won't have a problem paying him regardless of where. So let me ask you this though: If you're a Jet, I I, I actually don't disagree with your take because I think him with the Jets, the only problem I have is the Jets have too many good receivers to waste because I don't believe Lamar is going to get out and give him the rock. Well, but the, the, I do the, believe running the football with the Jets team, how it's made up constructively, I think with, is great because their defense is unbelievable. Well, they're like Baltimore 2.0. They run the ball really well, especially when Hall was healthy. Offensive line's getting better. Hopefully they bring back Connor McGovern, the center who was at the facility on Monday, grinding, and and the 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 Beckham kid from Louisville who's been hurt. He's lost a ton of weight, looks really good. Hopefully he's healthy next year. I liked what they did in the draft the last two years with multiple first rounders. I thought last year's draft getting Sauce and Jeremiah Johnson, one of your guys, was huge. Um, look, Garrett Wilson won Offensive Rookie of the Year. They've got some weapons. And if they were to get Lamar, I think they would go like 65-35 run to pass, which would suit their team even better because their defense is so fucking good. So I think it would be a perfect fit for Lamar and the Jets. And it would open up everything for him. So I don't think he's as bad of a passer as you do. Uh, but I do I, I do think he's got a lot of work to do in that regard too. So it's just a matter of where. All right, so Geno Smith, uh, Geno Smith's heading uh, sign. Um, Geno got a deal. Daniel Jones got a deal. Fucking believable. Uh, I, I I have Chase Senior coming on after you, and forty million dollars for Daniel Jones, bro. I'm gonna ask him like Jalen Hurts' dick must be hard right now, right? That everybody's has to be every quarterback in the world. This sorry motherfucker got forty million dollars. Hey, are you kidding? Fucking me. But like I said, Matt, I know you said sign Saquon and tag Daniel. I said sign Daniel, tag Saquon. I don't think you can afford to try to gamble on another quarterback after you've already put in. Then trade him. Go get a real quarterback, dog. Yeah, but but Matt, you know as I know, Brian Dable just left. Josh Allen to come rebuild a program that's been in shambles. He did a good job. And you yeah. have to you, oh. you, just think just think about this, Matt. You and I are coaching. Do you want to start all over, or do you want to see if we can build Daniel Jones even better than we just did, which we just went to the second round? I'm going to go with the latter. I'm going to say, you know what? I got to stick with this QB who I can build around, and, and now he knows who I am. I know so who he is. Aaron Rodgers is the start over. Huh? 
what if Aaron Rodgers was the start over or Lamar Jackson or somebody like that? You'd still take Danny Dimes? Nah, probably not, but but that's a rarity. I mean, I don't, I don't think you're going to be able to get – Both those guys are available, though. Like, if the Giants wanted to go trade Dimes on a new contract now and a first-rounder for Aaron Rodgers, I bet they could get that done. Maybe. Um, maybe. Um, Baltimore would take that fucking deal in a heartbeat, bro, because then they get a quarterback that's already under contract that's cheaper than Lamar, and they get a first-round draft pick. Yeah. Um, yeah, you make a point. Um, let me ask you this. Derrick Henry. Um, here's a r- rumor I heard last yeah. night. And my buddy's a running back coach there. Uh, the f- one of the first three-way trades that we may see in the NFL. Um, oh, three-way, son. What? Like I NBA, NBA trade. I heard Derrick Henry to Buffalo, Diggs to Dallas, Ezekiel to Tennessee. Uh, I'm going to let you have it by yourself on this one real quick because I got to let this dog out. All right, so look, King Henry to Buffalo would be a breath of fresh air for the Buffalo running game. They've been average, to say the least, um, the entire time Josh Allen has been there. They haven't had a premier back for a long time. Now, they have to commit to running the football if they're going to get King Henry, and they got to give him his carries. He can't come in there and be your third down scat back and throwing him the ball on third down and shit like that. That can't happen. Um, they still need to keep a guy like Singletary around or whatever to make sure that third down is manageable. Um, losing digs, I think receivers are extremely replaceable. They can find somebody else to do that. Gabe Davis is a good player. Losing him would hurt, but I don't think he's. it's that big of a deal. Um, Ezekiel Elliott is a turd, so if he wants to go to Tennessee and get hurt, then good for him. Vrabel's not going to be happy about getting Ezekiel and losing King Henry. Um, But Henry going to Buffalo would be, it would be interesting if Buffalo and Ken Dorsey could figure out that that now they need to run the ball with him 25 times a game and really makes Josh Allen and the passing game either equal or a little bit lower so they can control time of possession and they're not in as many shootouts and things of that nature. So, there's nothing wrong with Josh Allen being supported. And King Henry's, I mean, you're not going to find a better back in the NFL from a from a longevity standpoint, from a fucking physical standpoint. I mean, it, eventually the tires are going to get, need replacing, obviously. I mean, he's only got so many hits in him. But he's so goddamn big and strong that, you know, it, it looks effortless at times. And uh, if you mix that in Buffalo – I think they could have an opportunity to go do something special. But, again, it, it's going to come down to Josh Allen in the playoffs in Buffalo. That's Can he go win the playoff game like other quarterbacks do? Which he hasn't done yet. There's so much that's happened. Um, the one day I'm out, there's all this shit happens. Calvin Ridley reinstated. Derek Carr signs. Four-year deal, but it's really a two-year, $60 million guarantee. The $100 million in guarantee is not until year three and four. I don't think he'll make it that far with New Orleans. I think he'll play two years. I think he'll play two years there, and then he'll get traded again or or, or something. Um, I think he's going to be there the rest of his career. And they're, Next year, I think they're going to win the division with 12 wins probably. That division is terrible. Yeah, it is. It is. Um and then the Raiders are franchising Josh Jacobs. We, me and you talked about this a while back. Uh, 
Tom Brady news. He may be coming out of retirement in Miami. Rich Eisen reported. I'm like, dude, I don't even want to hear that noise. He's, uh, coming, he's coming back, guaranteed. How much you want to bet? That motherfucker's coming back. He's going to the Dolphins or the Niners. Oh, he's really? Back. He's got nothing. Why should he stay home? His house is empty. Homegirl left and took the kids and shit. She went with the fucking Kung Fu instructor. Hey! That motherfucker's out there. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve. Blah, blah. Like, what the fuck? You know what I'm saying? So he's got nothing to go home to. He gets his kids on the weekend, but he works on the weekend. So I guess we're fucked. You might as well go throw some footballs around to some good receivers, dog. Tom Brady and Sam Francisco. Philip Rivers contacted the Dolphins and the Niners late yeah, last season about coming out of retirement. Um he needs to go away. He's not Tom Brady. He's coaching high school football somewhere. Um, the old bolo tie needs to just. All this shit happening. And like, Gino signed a three year, $150 million deal. That's fucking. I, I love it for Gino, but I'm just like, damn, dude. $50 million dollars a year for Gino Smith. But the quarterback salaries are out of fucking control, dog. Like, I don't have a problem with fucking. I don't have a problem with Aaron Rodgers making $50 million a year. It's Aaron Rodgers. I don't have a problem with Mahomes doing it. That's Mahomes. But when we're saying that just because the scale for quarterbacks is this high, now Daniel Jones and Geno Smith are making 50 fucking million dollars in one season? I mean, get the fuck out of here with this shit, dude. And you're a player and you're like, this motherfucker's making all that money simply because of the pay scale? Yep. Oh my God, dog. it's like they they got rid of bonus babies just to make it even more of a of a like look how important the quarterback is and the rest of you peons fuck you take your league minimum bitch. <laughs> I don't know, dude. It's it's unbelievable. I don't I don't know how it's gonna work out. I really don't. Um, Lamar Jackson and Aaron Rodgers are the two. Makes me sick. I think Lamar Jackson and Aaron Rodgers are the two interesting ones because how they how they unfold is how the rest of this thing's going to happen. I I just truly how about believe. Bob Where do you think he's going to end up? See, I I think Jimmy G fits the Jets perfectly. He does. I think he fits the Jets perfectly just because of the receivers they has. He's a winner. He's been to the playoffs. He's won playoff games. He's been to a Super Bowl. I think he understands that he got to be behind Brady for years. He understands the East Coast. He understands that division. Uh, all these things lead to Jimmy G, in my opinion. And I think he'll be another guy now that's going to be paid an uh, astronomical amount of money for, for being it. We think he's probably average skill set. But in the NFL right now, Matt, there was 39 quarterbacks. I just saw this stat. 39 quarterbacks last year threw over 100 passes in the NFL. 39 quarterbacks. That is a lot of guys playing. Uh, that just shows you, in my opinion, the mediocrity of this position in the NFL in totality overall. I understand the the, the top echelon guys are the greatest we've ever seen. Uh, great athletically. I understand it. But in total, I think the position is really, really hurting. Uh, we're signing Geno Smith to a $105 million deal. I mean, fuck. What are we doing? Daniel Jones. Uh, we're seeing it. But, you know, Matt. Receivers as well. Receiver marketplace is high as shit. I mean, that that that's another well, one that's gone up. My money. I'm not going to sit here and complain about it too much, but I, 
you can hamper your franchise with a bad second contract as much as you can with a bad rookie contract. So no doubt, you know, it is what it is that at some point there's gotta be somebody in the room. That's like, are we really paying like in two years from now, is it going to be 70 fucking million dollars a year? Yeah, it is. And I that's mean, God the- mighty bro. That's- that, that it, it is going to be that. And I don't know if earn it. What do we want to do? We got to start betting. Um, once I get that money from Friday from YouTube, everyone sent you. I'm gonna I'm gonna send it to you. But we got to start the send map money shit. Like, how does this work? People can, how do I uh, that set up on social media? What the fuck? They could get they on YouTube. They could gift you um, for like uh, it's called a uh, uh, fuck supers, yeah. supers, and different things. So they could send us money. Um, they wanted to send you money for six zero. So uh Shit. send some money for six zero. I'll take it. Yeah, no, they did, and I'll, I'll send it to you Friday. But we gotta start putting in a betting action to this so we can increase the uh the uh the 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 the, the, the entertainment value. Over or under, we can put we'll start putting in a hundred dollars and we'll put it towards six zero. Um, since Matt does this show for me for nothing out of the kindness of his heart until we blow this thing up. Uh, let me ask you a hundred dollar bet over under 200 million Lamar Jackson gets. I go under over. See, I think it's going to be under and I think it's going to be a team that's going to tell him you have to prove your worth again. (laughs) Yeah. He's getting over. So, so let me ask you over 200 million. Can Washington pay him over 200 million? I think everybody can. It's just an exception. Of the The question is, will they? Okay, um, I think Washington would. Uh, I'll go with, I'll say they would. They definitely will. I mean, that's the same guy who gave Albert Hainsworth $100 million. So I don't think the Jets would. I do. If he's if he's available, I think that they're, they will find a way. They'll trade Luke Wilson, thank God, and... Luke Wilson. It's not Luke, Zach, whatever his name is. Uh, that, that's the way I feel about him. The dude from old school plays quarterback for us, so we're going to get rid of his ass. Morgan um, Milf Hunter, just call him that. The Manhattan Milf Hunter is out. He can go be the Baltimore ball I'm hearing, I'm hearing he's been told he's not going anywhere. Well, that's a in, nice lie. but it's in, in, any, in, in, in any scenario, though, they want him to be the builder that, that learns how to play the position and stay there because – they they think that if he, he him behind Aaron Rodgers is good, him behind Lamar Jackson's good. Him behind everybody ain't good. He's he's aiming for penetration if he's behind you. So it's <laughs> I can't believe I just said that. He uh he sucks. Um and he's gotta go. And I, I if I was the Jets right now, I'd be putting together two packages, one for Green Bay and one for Baltimore. And whichever one hits. That's who we're rolling with. Nobody's taking Luke Wilson, though, dude. Oh, that's, Luke Wilson is an incredible actor, okay? He I mean, I mean uh, whatever. Mormon Milfunner. Nobody's taking Luke Wilson, though, on a trade. Bro, Luke Wilson played the commissioner in that fucking draft day movie. I guarantee you he could come back and play quarterback better than this bum. <laughs> that was not Luke Wilson with Kevin Costner. Yeah, it was, motherfucker. He played the commissioner in the movie. Luke Wilson did? Oh, God, dog. It's Owen. No, it's and Luke's the other one. Yes, it is. Swear uh, to God. Look it up. Google it right now. Wait, what? He played the commissioner 
in draft day. Who did? Luke Wilson. Luke Wilson. What guy is Luke Wilson? Luke Wilson is a dude from old school that gets up and he's like. And he was the commissioner? True, true love is when you walk in from a business trip from San Diego and you walk into a goddamn clown show where there's a threesome going on and girlfriend's getting over there, racked up by the dude from Home Depot. That's true love, that guy. No, dude, Luke Wilson was the com- was Roger Goodell. And no, I just said he was the fucking commissioner in draft day. No, he was the commissioner in concussion. Same movie. I love it. You know why? Because we don't apologize for shit around here. We just say fuck it. It's the same shit. Same we movie. don't apologize for being wrong. Fuck it. It's not wrong. It's just an opinion. Same movie. <laughs> it's an opinion. It's not a debate. <laughs> um, I, I, <laughs> hey, fuck it. We don't apologize for that shit. What is this, Cisco and Ebert? Get the fuck out of here. Yeah, fuck it. Is it fucking hot tomato? What is it? Red tomato? Tomatoes? Hot tomatoes? Raw tomato. I don't know what the fuck it is. Um, Red tomatoes. <laughs> all right, so Jalen Ramsey's saying he wants traded again. He's a bitch made cat, in my opinion. I should trade him to the XFL Dallas Renegades. Oh, fuck. I don't think Dallas Renegades have an XFL team either. No, oh, well then. I think you're dropping uh, a lot of fucking false knowledge today, but fuck it. Who? Uh, Arlington or something. Arlington and Dallas are the same fucking place. Fuck all y'all. No, it ain't Arlington. It's Houston. Uh, Houston has a team. Arlington and who gives a shit? Move on. Um, Jalen Ramsey, good fit for him. I think Jacksonville again now. <laughs> Man, why would you want him back if you're do Well, there's a, a new, there's new management, new coach. I, I mean, same old, same Look, old. Jay, he's a great player, but he is a fucking whiner. Like he is so whiny. Oh, he's a bitch. So you, you need to take him somewhere and put him in a situation where he's surrounded by other good players, or he will be a fucking cancer. Period. He's a fucking jerk off that guy, bro. He just cannot. need the corner. I heard. Denver? Denver needs a good corner out here. We got Sertan, Simmons, and Kareem Jackson. We don't want him. Fuck that guy. I know, but I'm just saying him and Sertan? Ramsey comes to Denver and he wants to come here on a two-year deal and play play nice and not be the highest-paid corner in football and shit, then, of course, we'd take him. I mean, talk about lockdown. That would be fucking ridiculous, that secondary. But I... Still think we can find somebody that will play harder, more consistently, that's not just chasing the fucking bag at the end of his career. I think Jalen is just looking for one more big payday at the end of his career. He's got a ring. He's been to multiple Pro Bowls. I don't know if he's a Hall of Famer or not, but he's, you know, he's good. Um, all right. Before you get out of here, I, I want to ask this to Chase. Chase Sr. in the house. Uh the green screen. What's up? What up? What up? Damn, you, you're uh, like you're doing some fucking. What's with the green screen? Uh, I just had to hop in here real quick because I had to do a show. So this is our normal background. Usually we can put like a cool background on here, but I just nice. had to set up on my computer real quick. Do you think they green screen porno? You know what? 
Probably in some instances, yeah. yeah to make no like bad. the room look a little bit cooler. Yeah, I could see yeah, that. Yeah, like if you want to be on safari, but you got to do it in the basement. Exactly. Yeah. All I right. Don't know. Green screen gives me a alien vibe. I might be in the universe. You never know. The multiverse. And Chase, anybody in America was like the guy that that came out as the alien that covered up as a human. It would be your ass. You would yes. be the guy that's fucking up. <laughs> that's hilarious. All right, football talk. We got all this crazy shit happening. Before Matt gets out of here, I said Jalen Ramsey's a fit in Denver. He doesn't want him in Denver. He thinks he's a cancer. But him and Sertan on the same team, I think, is a lockdown. Uh, what do you think about Jalen wanting to trade? Yeah, I thought he was pretty bad last year, honestly. He didn't look engaged. He didn't look focused. And because of that, he really struggled in coverage. But – to Matt's thought about him being a locker room cancer. Yeah, there's been some rumblings about that. But if there's one guy to take a chance on him, it would be Sean Payton because he's taken chances on guys like that before. And Sean Payton himself has a big personality and he's not going to take any shit. Now, I think that the Broncos defenses is in a really good spot where they don't really necessarily need Jalen Ramsey. You have Patrick Sertan. I think you have a pretty good defensive front. The safety linebacker position seemed to be pretty good. For me, if I'm Denver, I'm really just trying to hone in on Russell Wilson, trying to get his mind right, trying to have him stop being weird and get him back on track to where he was two or three years ago when he was playing really good football. I agree. Oh, boy, man. I mean, we can wish in one hand and shit in the other one and see which one fills up faster here. But yeah, exactly. Why, why – does everyone not understand what they saw last year on tape? Like, he's not just going to come in and just like, that doesn't matter. You're good because of me. I just – come on, dog. He's just going to come in here and just – Russ is going to turn back into Superman because Sean Payton's here. Yeah. I mean, look, what was concerning for me last year for Russ, lack of accuracy, lack of pocket feel. I thought he made awful decisions with the football and there was a noticeable drop off from where he was probably during that 2020 season, because in 2021, you started to see him slipping a little bit. But can Sean Payton maximize him or at least alleviate some of those concerns a little bit? Look, Russ is a weird dude. He was awful last year. So I'm not expecting Sean Payton to completely cure him from how bad he was a year ago but can he make things a little bit better and are they going to play a little bit more complimentary football you get Javante Williams back that could help I thought that was a big loss Tim Patrick going out early in the year was a big loss as well but I'm with you I have my same concerns about Russ yeah I just I it, look if I'm the Broncos I'm, I'm gonna play everybody we're gonna try and win games but at the same time I'm also not gonna act like we're a playoff team or a playoff roster. And Caleb Williams is just sitting out there as the number one pick next year. And Russell Wilson has a massive cap hit. And if he plays poorly, I think the Broncos need to cut bait, get rid of him, tank, and go get Caleb Williams. That's just me. Yeah. What's what's the feeling in Denver? Are people just like, Russ is washed, he's cooked? Or is there any hope that he can be brought back? There's most people, half the people are like, this was a mistake. He's washed. This isn't going to work. And then the other half are Sean Payton's the savior. Everything's going to be fine. He's going to be 35 touchdown rust next year, and they're going to make the playoffs. And no more Bronco lunacy where everything's 
between orange and blue glasses and they're going to win the Super Bowl every year. So, and that's cool. I like fans that are optimistic. I don't like fans that are unrealistic, but I like ones that are optimistic. So you guys have a good show. Hey man, I appreciate you. I'll see you tomorrow. Take it easy. Later. All right, Chase, I got to ask you, what is going on in the marketplace of quarterback? We already saw receiver take a spike. We've seen all these crazy markets. It's going up all over in professional sports. But Daniel Jones, Geno Smith, um, Derek Carr, 260 guaranteed. Two-year 60 deal is really what's guaranteed. A lot of people are looking at this $100 million in guarantees. Well, that's only if year three and four happen. Uh, I don't think it will. So I think that's not a bad deal for a Derek Carr who's a nine-year vet who's done some decent things, even though I think he's overrated. But he's for this league, I think he's as good uh, middle-of-the-pack guy you're going to find for 60 mil. Uh, Jalen Hurts' dick's got to be hard, huh? Yeah, look, there are a couple of quarterbacks right now seeing some of these current contracts, and they're like, man, it's setting up pretty, the marketplace for me. Even a guy like Jimmy Garoppolo, I mean, shoot, if Derek Carr is going to get that contract, what can Jimmy Garoppolo get who I'd make the argument? I might rather have Jimmy Garoppolo on my team than Derek Carr. He might be a little bit cheaper. I think he plays better in big games. I think that a team like the Raiders should look into him because Jimmy Garoppolo needs a team with a good defense, complimentary running game, really good weapons. That's what the Raiders have. And there's that continuity and that relationship between Jimmy G and Josh McDaniels. So I think if I'm the Raiders, I'm going after Jimmy G. Jimmy G probably sees the marketplace right now, and he's saying, I've done more than Derek Carr. I've won more big games than Derek Carr. Shoot, I've done the same, if not more, than a guy, uh, you know, other guys in this marketplace. I've accomplished way more than Daniel Jones. So, look, this is the going rate for quarterbacks in this league. Even a guy like Geno Smith is getting paid And it sets up nicely for Justin Herbert, Joe Burrow, as well as Jalen Hurts. But please keep in mind a couple of things here. You have to look at some of the fine details of these contracts. For instance, Daniel Jones, it looks bad over four years. But with how that contract is put together, it's basically a two-year deal. Same thing with Geno Smith. It's basically a two-year deal, and if they have Geno Smith, which allows them to be competitive, and then they draft a guy like Anthony Richardson, who's extremely raw, I have questions because the guy threw 17 touchdowns and nine picks last year. We're going nuts over him just because he was playing well against air at the NFL Combine. Then that allows you to groom a player like that. So please look at the fine details of these contracts. The overall figures look astronomical and crazy, but look, On top of that, the salary cap is continuing to go up. Teams are desperate for quarterbacks. So as the salary cap increases, the market's going to continue to get reset. That's just the reality of the NFL landscape that we're in. So you got the Jets flying out to West Coast yesterday to California to meet with Aaron Rodgers. You got um, this whole thing is basically, I think, is going to hold up. I think Derek Carr knew that this was happening. They wanted him over him. So we're going to go, I'm going to, I'm going to sign right away. I think Derek would have preferred to go to New York in my opinion, from what I heard, but he signed with new Orleans because of the Dennis Allen familiarity. Plus the fact that the jets, I think wanted car uh, Aaron. So I still think Aaron Rodgers wants to play on the West coast. I think this is a lot of fluff in this thing, but between him and Lamar Jackson, is this what's holding up every other thing? Like Jimmy G has got to wait for these two. Um, for sure, Jimmy G has to wait on these two, right? And then, and then, what does it leave the Raiders? Because the Raiders are going to be kind of stuck 
And I don't know if the 49ers aren't stuck. Yeah, uh, there's so much quarterback movement that could still take place for the Raiders. I think the move that makes the most sense is Jimmy Garoppolo. I think that McDaniels would be able to elevate him. There's familiarity with the scheme. He also knows the general manager because he was in New England at the same time as Garoppolo as well. You put the franchise tag on Josh Jacobs, so he's going to come back. Devontae Adams, Hunter Renfro, Darius uh, Darren Waller. That's a pretty good roster for Jimmy Garoppolo. And for him, what does he need? He needs a good offensive line. Raiders have a solid one. Needs a good running game. Needs some good weapons to help elevate his game. Because, let's be real, he's about an average middle-tier quarterback in this league. And I think with the Raiders, they could bring in Jimmy Garoppolo, not pay him all that much money, but they still have a pretty good draft pick who they could use on a Will Levis or an Anthony Richardson. And they could follow that model that I talked about with the Seattle Seahawks, where you have your quarterback who fits the timeline right now of you being able to compete, but then you develop that next guy. And maybe he sits on the bench for a year or two as Garoppolo is able to have you compete in the now. And let's for, let not, let's not forget, excuse me, that the Raiders last year, they blew what seven, eight, double-digit leads throughout the season. So I actually think they have a pretty good team. If those losses turn into wins, we're talking about the Raiders as a playoff team last year who have played Kansas City tough over the last couple of years. And then for San Francisco, it all comes down to Brock Purdy's surgery. He's set to get surgery on Friday. If it's a repair on the UCL, also known as that Tommy John ligament, it could be about a six-month recovery. If it's a full reconstruction, he's out about a year. And that will then set up what the Niners do in free agency and this offseason. Do they move forward with Trey Lance? If they're confident in him, they'll let him take the reins. It's a great opportunity for Lance to get every rep in OTAs and training camp to prove he's the guy. But if they don't have confidence that he can be the guy because of the lack of experience, he has 21 combined starts, JB, in the NFL and at North Dakota State going all the way back to 2019. And he's raw. He needs reps, but he hasn't been able to get it. And if the Niners have concerns about that fitting their Super Bowl window right now, maybe they reach out to the Packers about an Aaron Rodgers trade. Could they enter the Lamar Jackson sweepstakes? Could they try to bring in a seasoned veteran to be that fallback plan if Lance isn't that guy? But if Purdy is right, then I think they're going to roll with him week one if he's able to be healthy for week one because of what he was able to do in replacing Jimmy Garoppolo. I thought he played well. Kyle Shanahan wants a quarterback who can distribute the football really accurately and on time. That's why him and Lance haven't really seen eye to eye, and that's why Kyle Shanahan and Brock Purdy saw eye to eye. Lastly, let me note this, that the 49ers have been low-key aggressive in looking for quarterbacks the last couple of years. 2020, they checked in on Tom Brady. They've checked in on Kirk Cousins before. They tried to trade for Aaron Rodgers. They looked into Deshaun Watson. They traded multiple picks for Trey Lance. So if they make a splash and a call to Tom Brady, won't surprise me at all to try to convince him to come out of retirement, to come back to NorCal where he grew up, where his love of football started as he idolized Joe Montana. It wouldn't surprise me if they think about Lamar Jackson. I don't think it's a great scheme fit, but – my point here is that they're going to check in on the quarterback market. John Lynch even said as much last week from the combine. Let me ask you this thought. Is someone out there that's floating around that's got a lot of experience who's actually played and won a playoff game? I'm not high on him at all. I think he's not very good. Um, 
But does Shanahan take a shot in the dark for a one-year rental on Baker Mayfield? Yeah, there's a lot of buzz that there's mutual interest between Baker and his camp and San Francisco. Baker, while with the Cleveland Browns under Kevin Stefanski, ran a very similar offense to Kyle Shanahan's. And in 2020, Baker Mayfield actually played pretty well, if you look back at the numbers. And I think that there's something to be said for him helping the Browns get to the playoffs and winning a playoff game for the first time since the early 90s when Bill Belichick was there. That is not an organization that has a stable foundation. It hasn't had a lot of success. Uh, That's their only playoff win since the early 90s, which is really despicable. Now, in 2021, he wasn't good. In 2022, to start the year, I don't think he was all that good either. Um, And then with the Los Angeles Rams, like he did a couple of things that were solid, but if the Niners believe that they can bring the best out of Baker Mayfield on a cheap deal, then I think it does make some sense. He has scheme familiarity. He has pedigree. And Kyle Shanahan has elevated every quarterback who he's worked with. He got the best out of Nick Mullins. He did the same with C.J. Beathard. He got the best out of Jimmy Garoppolo and maximized him. And we saw what he was able to do with Brock Purdy. So could Baker Mayfield come in after running a similar system at Oklahoma, a similar system with Cleveland, and come into San Francisco and have some success. Look, his strong suit coming out of Oklahoma was his accuracy. He's really struggled with accuracy concerns. But I do believe and have trust in Shanahan that maybe he'd be able to elevate him. And then worst case scenario, you start Trey Lance or Brock Purdy, depending on the injury. You have Baker Mayfield as a backup. That's much better than having Josh Johnson come in in an NFC championship game. No, I agree. So let's talk about the quarterbacks that are out here real quick. You know more than I do. So Jimmy G's out here. Tanny Hill's out here. Baker Mayfield's out here. You got the Houston Texans situation on what they're going to do with, with Mills and, and all that. Who's out here that can help a team that's not signed or currently in limbo status that is out there? I know Jimmy G, Tannehill hasn't had a lot of discussion. Nobody's really talking about him. I think he's a pretty decent commodity. Um or asset to have on your team. Is there anyone else I'm missing? Yeah, so for Tannehill, their new general manager, Rand Carthen, who went to Nashville from San Francisco, said that Tannehill is going to be their quarterback. I'm not buying into that. They've cleared up a bunch of cap space, and I think that they have some type of move in store. I'm not sure what it is, and maybe it's outside a quarterback. But he said that Tannehill is going to be their guy in 2023. For Tannehill, he is under contract for this upcoming season. Dead cap hit of $18 million with a base salary of $27 million. That's a tough guy to move on from, and it's a tough salary to take on if you're another team in the NFL because you kind of know what he is. He's pretty mid. He's pretty average. So could he get traded to a team that has a good defense and a really good ground game, and you know what he's going to do? Yeah, potentially. But as for the other quarterbacks who are currently out there, I like Jimmy Garoppolo as a guy who can go to a team and elevate them And I'm looking at a scenario in which he goes to an organization in which he could start for the next year or two. He can cash in on a contract that pays him a lot of money for those first two years with maybe an out after that second year. And you draft a quarterback to develop. Las Vegas Raiders are an option. The Carolina Panthers are also an option. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers keep saying that they're going to move forward with Kyle Trask. That doesn't make sense to me. How do you have Chris Godwin and Mike Evans, and you're okay with going with Kyle Trask, who 
in NFL preseason games has been throwing flutter balls. So outside of Jimmy G, now that Derek Carr is off the market, he's probably the best free agent target. And then Aaron Rodgers is obviously the best trade target out there. And then after Jimmy G, you're looking at a Taylor Heineke, a Carson Wentz, Andy Dalton, Jameis Winston. There's a pretty sizable drop off. Now, can you win games with the Jameis? Again, if you follow that formula of good defense, possession of the football, burn some clock, good ground game, and then you ask him to throw 15, 20 times, we've seen it be done before. But in terms of quarterback talent, it is pretty scarce on the market. Yeah, I, I just, I just, I hope Tom Brady don't come back and throw a wrench in this whole thing. But, you know, I see Rich Eisen talking about Miami. Um, See, I think Aaron Rodgers' perfect fit is Miami. I just think it's warm weather. California, similar in weather. I think it's he's got the wideouts. I don't see Lamar Jackson in Miami. I don't see it as a fit. I see Lamar Jackson in Washington as the best fit, number one. I see uh, half-side reads, McLaurin, RPO, play pass, run triple option. Eric Bieniemy understands all that. Yeah. Um, he can he can take some things from Andy Reid, sprinkle them in, and run what he did with Mahomes. They can run some shovel option. They can do a lot of different things with Lamar. I think it's a perfect fit. Now, I don't see it as a perfect fit in, in with the Jets. People saying Lamar to the Jets, Lamar to Miami, where he's from. I just don't see him dissecting four wide receiver coverages and and trying to say, okay, Tyreek Hill's gone. Waddle's gone. I'm checking it down to Gasecki. That's not Lamar Jackson. He's already tucked it by then and ran. So right. why send him there and waste four receivers? Similar thing in Jet with the Jets. Um, Frisco actually makes more sense to me than than Miami for Lamar and the Jets. But I don't see Frisco just continuing to look this bad at the quarterback spot with the Trey Lance trade and sign uh, as a rookie. And the draft, they've lost a lot. Uh, and then you, you have the Purdy deal, the Jimmy G deal. Um, is there any option at all that Jimmy G's back in Frisco? Oh, I, I, I don't think so. I mean, Lynch and Shanahan have said that they don't expect him back. Lynch said last week from the combine that that's probably run its course. And I think that's for both parties. And they don't have the money to pay Garoppolo. And I think they probably get paid by this team. Our job is certainly fascinating. Then does make a lot of sense for Eric. Um, yeah, I'm losing you. Hear me? And you hear me? I don't. I can't really go outside of the hashes. Yeah, that I. Would. You hear me? Um, I lost him. Um. There we go. You back? You good? Now yeah, I'm, I'm back. I'm back. You. I can hear it's, you. Um, okay, cool. Yeah. Uh, so real quick on Lamar. Yeah. They they said Jimmy G a year ago wasn't coming back, and he came back, though. Exactly uh, right. Exactly right. I, I just think it's run its course, and I think that he wants an opportunity to play and get paid. And I don't know that the Niners can really guarantee that to him. Yeah, I agree. Um, I agree. So uh, 
before you get out of here, all the shit that's happened, um, the Raiders franchising Josh Jacobs tells me a couple things that there's possibly a, a quarterback signing in 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 the mix. And I know you say Jimmy G. If if you're gonna tag Jacobs, I would have to think it's gonna be a bigger name than Jimmy G, don't you? Who is it gonna be though? Uh, you know, like the Raiders, according to reports, yes. Aaron Rodgers, maybe, but I saw this morning that they're not in the running for Rodgers. Is that an effort to maybe drive down the asking price and limit suitors? And then the Raiders come in last minute. Do they go after Lamar Jackson? According to reports yesterday, they're not going to go after Lamar Jackson. I just think that Jimmy Garoppolo, there's been so much buzz and there's been a paper trail behind him going to the Raiders because of McDaniels, because of the ties to the front office, and because of how the team sets up for Jimmy G. I think that's the guy. But honestly, the Raiders, they could always do something crazy. You know, like they're always in play to make a big splash. They did it last year with Devontae Adams when they didn't really necessarily need him all that much. Um, and they could they could do it this year for a quarterback. So what is Jalen Hurts still now? Um is he is he they can bring him back and tag him or can he play this year because he's got a whole nother year to go right has one more year on his contract he's entering year four because he was not a first round pick there's no fifth year option there's a fifth year option for first round picks he was drafted in the second round so this is the final year of his rookie deal so an extension i believe is going to happen at some point it's a different situation than a guy you know, like a Justin Herbert, a Joe Burrow, when they have that fifth-year option, that's another year of team control. With Jalen Hurts, you don't have that flexibility. That's why there's all this buzz behind him getting that contract extension this offseason because you don't want to piss him off where he plays the last year of his deal without a new contract, and then he goes somewhere else and continues to elevate. Yeah, so – so after Daniel Jones yesterday and, and Gino, what do you really see in, in realistic theory here? Jalen Hurts signing for 50. I think it could be 35, 40, 45 mil. I think with Hurts, he's a little bit different in terms of his personality. It would not shock me one bit if he takes a little bit less knowing that Howie Roseman will be able to construct that roster a little bit better around him and avoid the Dak Prescott Cowboys situation where they paid him all that money, then they got cheap, and they built a pretty weak roster around him. I think for Jalen Hurts, it wouldn't shock me if he takes that discount, but he's also looking at a market in which Geno Smith got paid, Daniel Jones got paid, Derek Carr got paid, and he's looking to cash in as well. A couple of things, too. Herbert could sign his extension. Burrow could sign his extension. Hertz could sign his extension. One of those guys could completely, once again, even after those aforementioned contracts, reset the market again, where that could impact how much Jalen Hurts gets paid. But I think the next couple of moves you'll see, Aaron Rodgers to the Jets, Jimmy Garoppolo to the Las Vegas Raiders, and those are the two moves that I'm keeping an eye on there. Last thing before you leave, um, yep. I wanted to know the there's all this there's all these we're all talking about the quarterback and all this. Uh, I got a funny rumor that that Derrick Henry could be a Buffalo Bill, and that Diggs could be a Cowboy, and that Ezekiel could be a tight a Tex, a Tennessee Titan, uh, and a three way deal, which we only see in the NBA. Um, I don't even know if there's ever been a three way trade like that in the NFL um, that I can remember, but 
Do you take Henry and lose Diggs if you're Buffalo? I would not. I think that you win in this league by throwing the football. And I think that Diggs is one of the cleanest route runners in the league and one of the best wide receivers in the league. And he's had a great connection with Josh Allen. And that's a Bills team that has really, really struggled to run the football. But if you bring in Derrick Henry, that's a win now move that elevates your ground game. But then you're going to take a precipitous drop off with throwing the football because Diggs is that good. Now, are you banking on Josh Allen to maximize some of the other wide receivers on that team? Yeah, potentially. And they still certainly have some talent there on that wide receiver unit. Diggs going to the Cowboys. He teams up with his brother, Zeke to the Titans. He's a little bit cheaper potentially than Derrick Henry if they restructure it. And Derrick Henry, the Bills, makes a lot of sense from a scheme perspective. But if I'm Buffalo and I'm going all in on trying to win a Super Bowl the next couple of years, I'm trading for Derrick Henry and I'm keeping Diggs. That makes the most sense to me. Yeah, we'll see if they can afford it. Uh, it's going to be an interesting uh, few days, man. Calvin Ridley was back reinstated. Um, you, you, got, you got a lot of things happening in seemingly overnight in the last 48 hours, 24 hours. There's been a lot going on. NBA, NFL, you know, Job Morant, everything's crazy. Um, more train derailments. Who knows what's going to happen tomorrow? Maybe the aliens uh, take over your green screen. <laughs> and uh we're we're all fucked at the end of the day i don't know man but as always man i appreciate you joining me chase and uh if anything breaks let me know if i hear something i'm gonna let you know and uh make sure you follow chat sports chase on his show on youtube every day and uh follow him on social media i yep. appreciate you brother always a blast bro catch you next time all right later all right peace chase senior um as always brings the knowledge uh all the nfl up to date news that he brings make sure you guys follow him if you don't already he knows his shit um very interesting we're gonna find out we're gonna see man make sure you tune in uh sean salisbury and i will be back after this combine and everything settles down on last chance q we're gonna talk start talking some college football some uh some quarterbacks that are gonna be drafted we're gonna break down the ar-15 bullshit and and will levis and uh all these quarterbacks um we're gonna break it all down and uh we'll see we'll see how it goes on last chance q we'll get back after it next week um for that one stay tuned and uh breaking news in breaking news um i'm glad you guys enjoyed um my boy jeff nadu um from big man on campus from barstool He's going to come on once a week as we get into March Madness and college basketball. He's going to come on once a week and join the show. So we'll have uh, we'll have uh, Jeff Nadu on uh, once a week now. So just letting you know for your scheduling uh, purposes on this program. Uh, appreciate everybody joining me. And uh, hit that like button on three. Hit that like button on me. One, two, three. And I'll see you guys tomorrow. Um, I'm going to go do some more landscaping. And I got to go do some shopping. And uh, try not to be fuck sticks and shit birds. Let's just be slap dicks. I'll see you on the other side tomorrow. Peace.
on there and now. Yeah. Okay. And get out. Yeah. Seriously, everything. Okay. Calm down. Don't tell me to calm down. Mm-hmm. Do you have anything in your bag? What bag? In I your purse? Do you have I nothing? Do not have nothing. Like those kind of things? Yeah, just dump it out. It's empty. Are you no, joking? I have stuff in there too. Your whole purse is full of this stuff. You think I wasn't gonna? No, 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 no. You're touching it, please. You just ripped my jacket. Give me the no. stuff. What? Oh my God! You're off me. You hey. ripped my jacket. I don't care. You're salty. Me hey, you're, you're salting me. You're salting me. Stop! Ow! Call him. Call him right now. Call him right now. You can see you can see anything. So it's fine. 